0: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. Welcome to Real Nurse Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and I am with a special guest, because I don't care about these two fucking ass clowns. Asshole. Um, after years of begging this man to be on my show, years, I mean, I've interviewed celebrities, directors, Michael Uslin, producer of Batman, fuck those guys. I finally was able to get the most elusive person on my show ever. Andrew from Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Hey guys, what's
1: up? Yay! Yay.
0: I'm here. Welcome. What 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 made you finally change your mind? Like you know what? I'm finally gonna be on this show. I feel like you guys finally like reached
1: my status level. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, yeah, you had to wow. work your way up yeah. through the ranks. You know that, finally, that makes sense. Finally, because I to be here.
0: You know, I, was it? Does it coincide with us finally hitting a thousand followers on Twitter? That we're finally like. Yeah, out usually
1: there? I'm only on podcasts where there's
0: like ten thousand followers, um. but. You know, but you, you I'll throw you guys in. a bone. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there with yeah. you. So now uh, after this episode, we'll get 9,000 more followers and uh-huh. people will love us. And uh, I'm really excited to have you on the show, Andrew, because usually we do a comic book session where I tell you what comic books to read. But I'm going to change it up this week because I have a comic book person here, not only an artist who's very good, who you can see his work in Uncanny Adventures mm-hmm. from Eighth Wonder Press. You can buy it online or you can go into your store and purchase it. Um But you're also a purchaser of comic books. And I always thought it was so fascinating. So I'm going to start asking you comic book inside information. Okay. Cool. So we already know Batman and Superman and Spider-Man those all sell. Mm-hmm. What's the best-selling comic book at your store? Um actually Star
1: Wars is selling really really well yeah. right now. That's probably the most consistent best-selling comics that we have.
0: As all the spinoffs sell really well too. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Because I was wondering if was what's the one with the one Jedi from Cartoon Network. Oh, uh Canon? Canon, yeah. yeah d- does like that, that one still sell well? That one sells really well too. Does it I've, really? Never,
1: I've never seen the show, but I think yeah. it's just you put Star Wars on anything and it's like printing money right now. So And
0: so have you read the
1: Star Wars comics? I have not. I read Lando in preparation. Mm-hmm. Because Lando's the greatest character yeah. ever in Star Wars. Um yeah. and that comic's amazing. Is you it? should all go buy it. Just go buy Lando. I
0: uh, my friend Joe, his son is named Landon, and so he always calls him Lando. And when i was at your store you had the photo variant and he wanted the comic i'm like i have to get him the photo variant of lando because it's like a character poster but from the s- late 70s early 80s so it has a really fake background and he's holding a blaster i'm like yeah That's awesome. and you know it's billy D. williams when he was like the swath motherfucker oh, you yeah. know he's the best um so how do you buy comics because i mean obviously you get previews and there's thousands of comics in it Mm -hmm. how do you decide which comics to get because you don't get all the comics um and i know what i mean i can see why but how do you know when it's a new comic that it's something you should buy it's honestly it's just a lot of
1: guesswork i mean i've been there what six seven years at this point so Mm -hmm. you have to know like your customer base you have to know what people are coming in for like we're not a big indie carrier Mm -hmm. if that makes sense because i don't have a lot of my regular customers buying indie comics so you know like i don't get a lot of like just small press stuff because that's not our clientele you know my guys Mm -hmm. come in for mostly marvel mostly dc sort of stuff um and then you kind of have to look at the characters and characters sell more than creators if that makes sense yeah um you know and that's
0: a change though right because it used to be oh you put i don't know jim lee on the comic and people will buy it right and there's still certain exceptions to that you know what i mean mm -hmm. like but Todd McFarlane?
1: Yeah, I mean, really? Todd I was, hasn't done I was, anything forever, but <laughs> he does the covers on some of the spawns. Yeah, and those all sold really well. Yeah. Um, even though he had nothing else to do with it, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it, it just depends. Like, I have to look at it and be like, okay, this is going to be a big seller, or mm-hmm. I'm going to take a chance on this, you know, because if, if it's something I'm excited about, then I might order heavier on it, mm-hmm. especially if I know it's going to be good. Because then I can, you know, then you guys can come in and be like, hey, what's good this week? Mm-hmm. And I might be able to sell you something that you wouldn't necessarily buy.
2: After after seven years of doing that, do you feel, like, defeatist about the whole thing? Where it's like, I buy stuff that I think is going to be good, and then no one comes and buys it. I mean, <laughs> that, like... that happens, but
1: it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a crapshoot. It's like anything, you know, um... With, like, the going back to the Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. like, with the animated series one that they're doing, I had no idea mm-hmm. about that character, you know, so I ordered really light on it because I was like, oh, usually cartoon comic crossovers don't sell that well. Mm-hmm. So I ordered, you know, maybe 20 copies of mm-hmm. it and sold that first day. Wow. Because I underestimated the demand for it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's still, I mean, even doing it that long, it's still
0: possible to screw it up um and is there certain comics that you won't touch because i mean i don't see like zombie do you have zombie tramp oh yeah we have do you really we just
1: don't have it on the shelf okay
0: is it because it's so risque that people have to ask for it yes exactly like jungle girl or tarot every time i see those comics i'm just they just don't look good to
1: me
2: basically everything printed by aspen Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh
0: like tarot is a really really big seller for us really yeah but i can't put them on the shelf yeah because they're horrible
2: yeah I mean, although,
1: like,
0: not, <laughs> not, no, like, I'm not saying, like, quality wise, but, like, the covers are so sexualized, because, yeah. I mean, I read previews every month. Right, right. And I look at it, and a Jim Ballant, who used to do Catwoman, uh-huh. if I remember right, like, he draws a, a very shapely woman, oh, but yeah. he exaggerates Tarot's breasts like oh, yeah. anything I've ever seen yeah. since the heyday of Lady Death. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But oh, on man. the flip side of that, like, I won't put those on the shelf, but I'll still put Crossed on the shelf.
3: Mm. And Crossed covers are terrible.
1: They like, are only terrible people read cross but <laughs> it's, it's what it but is it's written by great writers yeah they uh, do they keep switching up the writers but it's still it still hits they, all the same points you it, know what i mean because so warren a, ellis
0: that's a warren ellis book right um garth ennis,
1: garth ennis yeah and then now i think kieran gillian is doing it he either did it or he did a run mm-hmm. on it. but it's like decent decent names
0: you yeah know? um yeah, they're weird. Yeah. I've never read it. I have no idea what it's about. It just there's... Every cover is like some dude who looks demented and blood pouring out of his face with oh, a yeah. cross on it. <laughs> no, yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. And then, you know, they have one...
1: It's kind of like Saga where they do mm-hmm. one shock panel yeah. for a comic. Except in Crossed, it's like... A girl tears off a guy's dick and then beats him to death with me. Mm. <laughs> Like, that's, that's
0: crossed in a nutshell. So. But too, you, sometimes those books fall in a radar, like The Extinction Parade by Max Brooks, and I don't know who the artist is, like Ralu, Ralu, something. I don't even know his name, but he's really good. Oh, yeah. And, um, so even books like that where Max Brooks is kind of a, I guess, a big literary name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you sell those books? I mean, how many of those books do you buy? I know I get it, but, right. um, is that more of, you get it for people in hold slots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and stuff like that. Um, like Avatar Press is
1: weird because they do you know four to six different covers, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of guys that want all of those. Covers. Really? Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. Also, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like, um, so it's kind of skewed as far as the sales go. Like, it makes the sales look better than the book is actually selling. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. that makes sense.
3: Because,
1: hmm. like, if. You know, if I have a guy who's buying six copies of it, then it seems like I have six more people reading it than actually are.
2: And there's a lot of exposure there because, like, if that guy doesn't buy that one, you're not out one issue, you're out six issues. Right, exactly. Which
1: happens also, especially on, like, the the Grim Fairy Tales stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what is... I always think that Grim Fairy Tales is nothing but covers. Oh, yeah, you're 100% correct. Am I? Because I have no idea what they're about. But when I'm at Comic-Con, I kind of judge people. For when they carry around those prints. Oh, is, yeah. Is that a bad thing to do? No, no, that's, okay. that's exactly what you should be doing in that okay. situation. They,
2: they want to be judged. They're yeah. begging to be judged. They wouldn't buy it if they didn't want you to judge them.
0: <laughs> cause I'm walking around with like my Amanda Connor print. I'm like, look, it's cute. <laughs> and then you see, I don't know, Red Riding Hood with her like tits hanging out. And yeah, I just never got those comics. I mean, I've read comics my whole life. Right. And I mean, I know I'm an elitist cause I love Super, uh, super Spider-Man. I, uh, take that, edit
4: that out, motherfucker. But I love
0: Spider-Man, but. Um, it's hard for me to get into the indie stuff, but I mean, you recommend stuff like Deadly Class. That's really fun. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and you got me on Gotham, uh, Academy, which I really like. That book is amazing. Yeah. Um, but is that also too, do you get tired of people asking you what to read or do you know your customers so well that you can recommend stuff because of who they are? I do.
1: Like there's certain customers that come in that we have like, you know, um, I don't even know what the word is, but like, I know them really well. Mm -hmm. So I know kind of their tastes and stuff like that. And the good thing about having return customers is they can come back to you and be like, oh, I read Deadly Class. I didn't really like it. And then I'll kind of ask them what they did and didn't mm-hmm. like about it. And based on that, I can kind of figure out gotcha. what to go towards or what they should stay away from.
0: Because I know with me. You, you kind of push more of writers to me yeah. to, to get more of an exposure to different types of right, comics. Right. Um, but yeah. And also, so how much better is Secret War selling than Convergence? Oh, so much better. So much better. Like, none of the issues of Convergence sold out. And I was only getting maybe 12 copies of each of them.
3: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah,
0: I I felt really bad interviewing Jeff King because I didn't know I never read Convergence. Mm -hmm. But my conversations with you, I bullshitted my way through that interview. And he was so excited that I knew characters from Convergence i mean uh, whatever i looked at the cover yeah i mean you can pretty much get those stories from the covers on those but you could tell he tried really hard to write it and i'm sure it was a big undertaking but i just it never caught on no yeah i feel like dc their big events aren't as important as marvel's big events Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah because the thing is now it's like already bled into the dark side wars i'm like what is that yeah right and then I hate because um like I love Batgirl and I know Batgirl isn't like a huge selling mm-hmm. title. And then they always have like little tie-ins with it. Right. Because they want me to obviously pick up Dark Side Wars I'm like, I don't right. even know what this is. Yeah, there's there's so much crossover in that sort of stuff because yeah, you take a book like Batgirl
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not selling Justice League numbers, mm-hmm. you know. But if they put Dark Side War on the cover, yeah. those Justice League people might buy that issue. But
0: the crazy girl. thing is is they interrupt like the flow of the this story because when gail simone was writing it she was writing this story called wanted and it was awesome mm-hmm. because batgirl killed her brother and now jim gordon was hunting batgirl right, not knowing right. that he was barbara so it goes one two three and then in the middle it goes to year 0 uh-huh. and then you have to wait two months for the conclusion of yeah. the fucking story
1: and it's a lot worse than the new 52 they've been trying to tie so much stuff together mm-hmm. and just promote so much of their stuff but they kind of lost a lot of readers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you had a bunch of people that were heavily tied into continuity and really liked what DC was trying to do, and then DC almost gave people the perfect reason to stop
0: reading DC comics. That's a, and, you know, I, that's what I worried about with Marvel with Secret Wars, mm-hmm. is because... Actually, Secret Wars is really good. Yeah, it's been really, really but, good. But, you know, I, I mentioned this to you before, so they're starting over at Silk number one, they're starting mm-hmm. over at Spider-Gwen number one. Yeah. And these books are like six issues in. Right. And so I, I think it's so weird. And it's actually something I think DC started where they just constantly reboot their series constantly. Right. And how long, is, that's something kind of new in the comic world for
1: DC. Yes. Like new 52 was, I think the first time, or at least the first big time that DC renumbered stuff. Hmm. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. detective was way up there. Like yeah. Batman was way up there. Um, Marvel's been doing it since the 90s, though. Like, if you think about Heroes Reborn. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was a complete reboot of the universe, mm-hmm. you know, and it only went on for a year and basically failed. Yeah. Um, but ever since then, Marvel, Marvel goes back to number
0: ones a lot, a lot yeah. more often than I'd realized, mm-hmm. you know. I guess, yeah, when I think about it, I just think it's so weird because it seems like now comics are written to be 12 issue arcs. Right. And then they're just going to start over again. Yeah. Um, so it's just bizarre to me.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's, it makes it complicated because, you know, if, You've got a guy who really likes these 12 issues of Daredevil, mm-hmm. and then you start over with new writers, new yeah. creative teams, they have to pay a lot more attention to, oh, maybe it's not the character I like, mm-hmm. maybe it's the situations that the character is in that I like. Yeah. Um. So it does get complicated. Like, you know, when I can't read all the number ones, I try, but I can't. Yeah. So, you know, if somebody's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this creative team on, like, Silk or whatever... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I won't read that until it's five issues in. Sure. And then those guys are like, oh, I can't believe you let me read these crappy comics. <laughs> and So there has to be some
0: sort of accountability yeah. on their part, too. Yeah. But I. So now that you have all these new issues out, mm-hmm. which ones do you choose to read? Because you see comics all the time. Right. So how do you know which ones to read?
1: Like, um, so the good thing about my job is that I don't have to buy any of it. Oh, I'm Like, I can just bring them home, read them, and bring them back. Mm-hmm. But... That also gets difficult because since I can read everything, mm-hmm. I try to read everything. Sure. So, you know, I've got a stack of 100 comics <laughs> that go back six months, and sometimes I just can't get caught up on everything. Um, pretty much all I'm reading right now is the Secret Wars stuff, and there's a lot of bad stuff in that. Is there? Yeah. Um, What's not good? Uh, Armor Wars, I think, is terrible. Hmm. That's a that's a 90s China yeah thing. Yeah, yeah um the one that scared me was age of apocalypse it's on my stack i haven't read it i was gonna read it last night but (laughs) i didn't get a chance to um 1872 was actually really good it's like a kind of a a western take on the marvel universe um yeah and iron man is the town drunk obviously cool so
0: cool thanks for coming by yeah that that was my there's that's the inside of the comic world guys than how andrew orders i hope i was helpful yeah uh does spider-man sell more than batman
2: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's pandering to you ryan
0: i'm super excited though for the deadpool spider-man team up because it's written by joe kelly yeah i that, think that's like, gonna make me like yeah. cry i was
2: about to like jump across the table and be like why are you excited about anything with deadpool in it no I mean, now i understand yeah there's yeah, uh,
0: you actually have it hanging up on your like expensive comics there's this one shot that joe kelly wrote with spider-man and uh, Deadpool drawn by Scotty Young. Yeah. That is an am- oh, snap. Mm-hmm. amazing book. And it happened in the middle of like a Spider-Man run. Yeah. It was
1: an actual amazing
0: spider. man Yeah. So it was, uh, so it wasn't, it didn't garner a lot of interest. So I'm guessing that the orders went down for it. Right. And now it's super hard to find. Well, yeah. And it's amazing because Spider-Man is always, you know, he's always saying something funny and Deadpool is like talking in the, to the, breaking the fourth wall and ha- halfway through Spider-Man's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> It's, it's beautiful. Is the
2: entire issue done by Scotty Young? Yeah. Yeah. No, no issue that Scotty Young is on should ever be like under ordered or under purchased. Well, that, that came out before he
1: hit
0: big.
2: You know what I mean? So it It was was like like pre Oz. Exactly. Oh, okay. Um,
0: Yeah. It's like issue 670 or it's, it's really, it's a really weird era because that was when Spider-Man was brand new day and they were rotating riders. Right. And then Joe Kelly just came on and did a one-shot. So yeah, I don't know why, but he was there and he wrote it, and they put it in between. I forget what it was. I think it was just before Dan Slott did his huge run. I think so. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one's super underordered, and yeah, and it's great. So I, I think Joe Kelly's a really good Deadpool writer. I'm not a big Deadpool fan, but right. No, he's definitely he's, he's one definitely one of the best, of the best Deadpool yeah. writers. Hmm. Yeah, and he writes Spider Man really well, and so I can't wait. And Ed McGuinness is wrong; it should be really fun.
2: That's cool. So I'm excited.
0: Cool. Yeah. Anyways, we'll start the show now. What are we doing here? Uh, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, Andrew's also here because we saw a Marvel movie. We saw Ant-Man. So stay tuned to the, uh, till the end of this show and we'll spoil Ant-Man for you. Uh, we'll,
2: we'll review it some too. Eh, whatever. We won't
0: Maybe. just spoil it. Just spoilers. It. We're not yeah. going to tell you how we felt about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then we also have, uh, fan mail. We talk about what we've been watching um we We just did a huge comic books uh section so unless you have a comic book to recommend this week we can no just lando go buy lando go by lando um sweet a great artist by the way uh who's doing lando right
1: yeah there. i think it's Maliv.
2: it is yeah, Malieve, yeah.
0: he's where, a great artist
1: where
2: should people buy that issue yeah
0: where can we go to get these andrew
1: we can come to my shop it's a colorado coins cards and comics yes just be there
2: awesome
0: and you know it's great save you, one. you know what i always love and this is why Andrew's so much better. I'm gonna trash Mile High Comics right now. <laughs> this is why Andrew's better. Not only is it owned by uh, a local guy named Bruce, who's a really funny guy, he always gives me a hard time when I'm in there, and I don't know why. It's not just you, it's everybody. Yeah, he just <laughs> hates, really, he, he hates he, comics and people. So. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I I had this stack of comics this, the last time I was there, and I was walking up, I was like, "Hey, Bruce, how's it going?" He's like, "I'm not checking you out," and he just like walked away.
3: <laughs> and then
0: he came back, I was like, "I'm just kidding." <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but so Andrew is. One of the most fair comic dealers in town, I believe. Um, You go to a store, you get back issues. Unless they're green tagged, they're half off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, I bought, you recently bought, I don't know how many Marvel team-ups with Spider-Man. I don't know, it was like 10 of them. Yeah, it was. And I think they're like four bucks each, but I got them half off. So I paid 20 bucks for 10 Marvel team-ups. And that's why he's fair. He'll also sell you great comics for great prices. He doesn't do the what I call the mile-high markup. Where, you know, the first appearance of Punisher is $5,000. Right, right. You know, uh, actually, I saw the most expensive comic ever at Andrew's store. And um, tell him what comic is the most expensive one in your store right now. You just got it.
1: It's called, uh, is it Young Men? Young Men Adventures? I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's number 24. It's the first origin of Golden Age Captain America.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing.
1: And Red Skull wears an awesome cape in it. He
0: does. Red Skull's wearing a cape. That's, like, <laughs> how great it is. And a jumpsuit. And it's. I think it's from 1952, uh, 53, 53. I think, yeah. We were looking through it, and this is, like, a hard-to-find comic. And he's, I mean, yeah, a thousand bucks is a lot, yeah. but for the first origin of Captain America? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, and I've always said this. I mean, he has the fair prices. Um, you can get great Spider-Man comics, like I do fill in my holes, for, like, 40 bucks for, for comics that are, like, $100. <laughs>
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, likes to fill his holes." So if you're
0: hard-to-find comics, Andrew has them, and they're reasonably priced. You don't have to spend fourteen hundred dollars for the Death of Green Goblin. No, we'll cut you a deal. He'll cut you a deal. Yeah, thirteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my uh, one of my favorite things I ever saw there is you had Amazing Spider-Man three hundred, uh-huh. which is the first appearance of Venom, and I don't like Venom at all. But um, I kept on saying, "Man, I should get that comic because you know it's a landmark issue." And Andrew said, "You better get it. It's not going to be here long." Because Andrew he wanted like 110 bucks for it. Yeah, it was it was it reasonably reasonable. cheap. Yeah. And so I was like, "Nah, whatever." So I left and I came back next week. I was like, "Fine, I'll get I'll get Amazing Spider-Man." And he's like, "Dude, I fucking sold that, bro. I told you to buy <laughs> it when you're you, here. I warned you." He did. He's like, "Dude, this is not going to stay." But you do have the first appearance of Carnage. That is true. I already have two copies of it, so I might come back and pick it up.
1: You could probably skip that one.
0: <laughs> I do have the second printing where it's, like, silver embossed, like, gold background. We have some of those, too. I'll sell you one of those, not the the first print. Right on. Um, So, yeah, make sure you uh, visit 6700 Wadsworth Wadsworth Boulevard. That's on the west side. A wonderful comic shop. And also, if you're looking for sports memorabilia, they have great sports memorabilia. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a signed Terrell Davis jersey that's really cool. Um, Patrick Waugh. Coin stuff, cards. Coin stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Bruce deals with all the coins, and he's super knowledgeable. I was hearing him talk to this one guy, and he says, look at all these expensive coins I have. He's like, those aren't worth
5: shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruce, he's very upfront. I don't think he said terrible, shit. Terrible, but terrible that, oh, no, he probably did. No,
0: but he was a little more tactful than that. But they have everything if you're a collector that you need. They also have um, a Dark Child, no, a Danger Girl statue that... Andrew, listen to a deal on that's just hanging out it's It's front. been there forever. Just come in.
1: We'll probably give it to you if you want
0: it. Is it
2: signed by J. Scott Campbell? Sure. Is why that not? why nobody wants it? Yeah.
6: You should just sign it yourself as J. Scott
3: Campbell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's from Colorado. Maybe you can get him into your store. I bet I you got a J. Scott Campbell in your store. You'd have a line out the fucking door. I bet yeah, you would, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But he's he's in but you'd real have, tight with time warp though.
2: You'd you'd have to pull all of the like scantily clad women comics out of the back and that put it yeah. That is true. You would make bank that day. Oh, oh my god. god. I don't I think sh- I want to deal with those kind uh, of people. Right. Sake, <laughs> I, I,
0: I was laughing because I last time I was there I was looking and Rob Liefeld has a new comic out. Why? And it looks so bad and then Andrew says, Yeah, it's bad, but it's like funny bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
1: him You have to look at it. It's <laughs> him telling Bible stories. What? It's called Covenant. <laughs> yeah. What is
2: what does Moses look like? Does he look like Captain America where he he's like more like, like triangle? More like <laughs> cable, but still. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, oh, so do you think he's,
0: like, Rob Liefeld's like Disney animators in the 70s where they just got lazy and just he just redrew over like his old art? He's like, There you go. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, no, he sure still that. probably makes lots of money though. Oh yeah. because he still a, like one of like the presents of Image?
1: Yeah, he his his art still sells comics. He's one of the creators really? that people will buy comics just because he's on it. What's sad?
0: Oh, you know, oh if my somebody goodness. likes it, who am I to judge? Art's subjective, right?
1: I do, oh, I, I do
2: kind of want to see this, like, you know, desert dwelling, <laughs> shepherd, nomad, who probably hasn't eaten very much in the last 20 years of his life, who also looks like fucking Captain America. Like, I want to see that Just Moses. Pouches well, everywhere. Yeah, well, I have bad
0: news. I think Andrew under ordered the four copies he got. Oh, so. no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're, they're still there, though. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no one wants them.
0: No it's funny. I was talking to Andrew because he, like I still read the Mega Man comic, and he yeah. gives me like the cool variants. I'm like, "Hey man, does anyone else get Mega Man?" He said, "No."
1: <laughs> so, but you should. That book is really good. It is. It's
0: really good. I'm telling you, it's awesome. But no one else gets it.
2: Oh, that's funny. So,
0: what's the minimum you have to order before we move on? Sorry. Oh, I can order. I can order one copy. Really? Yeah. And they'll send it to you. Uh-huh. That's hmm.
1: awesome. Yeah. There's no minimum order. You have to like when starting a comic book shop and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, I've never started a shop, so I don't mm-hmm. know the exact numbers, but you do have to order X amount a month. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. money. Wants. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because they
0: obviously cut you a deal. You don't, you don't buy them for cover price.
1: Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have to make money. So it's not,
2: it's not getting sense. shipped from Rob Liefeld's garage. Right. It's getting right. shipped from, yeah. a, from a warehouse full of a lot of different <laughs> exactly. Comics. So. So that makes sense. Yeah. Because.
1: And based on the money that you spend on orders, you have different tiers of like discounts that we get.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Right on. And is
0: I, I, okay, one more question. Sorry. So do you I want to? cool? So do you <laughs> think it's weird now that variant covers are worth more than comics like 50 years old?
1: That's not always the case. Okay, if you come in and you want to invest in something, don't invest in variant covers. Because for the most part, they're going to go down. Yeah. Because they yeah. do so many variant covers. Right. If you want to invest in something, go with 1950s, 1960s stuff. Like, you're going to put more money up front. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you buy a Hulk comic with Deadpool on the cover for $200, you know, yeah. it might drop, you know, 100, 150 bucks in the next 10 years. Whereas if you buy a 1950s comic that's $200 in 10, 15 years, it's going to be $250, 300 yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: no, so, that's, I'm just curious now because I think it's such a phenomenon yeah. where I have, you know, I don't know, Amazing Spider-Man 23 and it's, you know, six 700 bucks. And I see some variant selling for thousands of bucks. Right. So
1: like, and that's very, or, that's very specific. Videos. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It's like the one in two. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But don't spend your money on that stuff. Yeah. Don't. Unless you want to do it at our shop. Then yeah. Come and well, yeah, give me all of your Well, kids. the two, Andrew isn't like, if you go to Mile High. Okay. So here's a great example. So I love the little Scotty Young Spider-Mans he draws. And what are those? Like one in 10? Yeah, yeah. Even, even that. Right. I mean, they might even come with like one every three. I don't know. Right. Um, so Andrew's like, oh yeah. It just, he like marks up $1. I'm like, Cool. If you go to Mile High, like, I have that one little baby Spider-Man where he's hanging upside down. Oh, yeah. And, and I think I got it for six bucks, mm-hmm. I think, at your store, marked up $1. At Mile High right now, they're selling it for $79. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So, you know, I'm just going to trash them and say why you should spend money at Andrew's shop. <laughs> because even if you want those cool variants, he's not going to, like, fuck you in the ass to get them.
6: You're never going to get that interview with Chuck now. Uh, <laughs> he, like, he's going to listen to my yeah, fucking show. Yeah, not listen to anything. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I'll still drill him on it. It's like, so why do you charge so much for comics? I'll ask him. I'm not afraid. I, sc- I scared. You know, when I went up to Geek Fuel at my uh, Denver Comic-Con, I asked him why I should pick them over Loot Crate. And they said, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's a legitimate business question. <laughs> yeah, that's a legitimate yeah. business question. He has to yeah. answer that I don't on his around. own. Cool, Brad, your turn. Uh, so with digital
6: comics, is that something you guys pay attention to? Or you just kind of like throw your hands in the air and let the comic distributors deal with it for creators?
1: I, I pay attention to it, but... Just for my own personal benefit, does that make sense? Like, but not as a business. Not, it's not as a business, no, because it really doesn't affect it that much. Like, um, you haven't seen your sales go down because of no. it. All okay. And Marvel is doing a really smart thing where you know all comics went up from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. If Marvel has a three ninety nine price tag on it now, they automatically give you the digital copy, like mm-hmm. it's included in the price. Yeah. Whereas DC will charge three ninety nine for yeah. a book and it won't have a digital copy for the most part. Dumb. Um. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Like yeah. it's not that hard to. Just
3: put a to code. In the the digital
0: I think my least favorite thing that DC did recently is the new Joker Endgame story was amazing, mm-hmm. but they charge like five bucks for the issues, yeah. and you're like, "There's nothing special about them. They're normal length, right?" And just, and then they have this like two page Joker story in the end of each one, yeah, that isn't even good. Yeah, so it's a bummer. Yeah, it's, it's weird. all a scam. Don't buy comics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love comics. I'll still read them. I I got this one that Andrew pulled aside for me. It's Man Wolf, and he has. A sword that he fights on the moon
1: that's amazing okay really quick they announced all the marvel legends that are coming out Mm -hmm. and one of them is cap wolf captain america as a werewolf and that's going to be the best action figure ever (laughs) anyway that's just beside the point yeah no hey
0: sign me up is he going to wear the unitard that's all i care about (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's it's Captain America. Like they just reuse the body. Oh, so but he's got a
0: werewolf head. So they
1: just Captain America. They're
0: like, let's just sculpt a werewolf head
1: and put it yeah. in all the and old he still, Captain America. He still has the Captain America uh, really? mask oh, also. That, that's something I have to just get. A werewolf now. What it's the you No, know, it's the best thing ever. Oh my goodness! I want to see that movie. Yeah, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I, I want to see him get bit by a wolf and <laughs> while he's backpacking <laughs> through Europe, and it'll be. Ca- <laughs> Captain America, Werewolf in London. That's actually yes. why.
2: That's actually why we don't see Cap in uh, in in, in, in Werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the uh, when Cap shows up in the stinger of uh, of Ant Man. Oh no, we do actually see a shot of him, don't we? Oh, spoilers, dude. Uh, whatever. Oh, you just He'll ruined, get ruined it. it. You just ruined <laughs> it. Podcast <laughs> over. The end of the movie. No, just the stinger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice, bro. Now everyone knows Captain America is an Ant Man.
2: Yeah, but what they don't know is that the actual secret story of, of Civil War is that Cap becomes a werewolf yeah oh that's what's gonna happen uh, when, when civil- the moon the is civil- at its fullest. the civil war is inside of captain america between the human <laughs> and the wolf <laughs>
1: that's the best movie ever
2: yeah I, yeah uh-huh it <laughs> just, is let's can we just
0: make a fan film of this <laughs> yeah, we can yeah we can do that. okay let's do that tagline when the moon is full
2: the beast comes out <laughs> <laughs> um so see, the, the question is because see the human side is is a patriot the wolf side Communist? Oh, oh no, a Nazi, yeah. bro.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. a Nazi wolf. It's a Remember? it's a hydra wolf. So it's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. He's fighting with himself because he's a Nazi wolf. Doctor
2: Jekyll, Mister Hydra. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're on to something. We are. Kevin Feige. uh You can email us at realners Send your checks too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you need a director, we know J.J. Abrams, so we yeah, can get this shit hooked up. We have his
5: email.
0: That can be our director. We have his email they're uh they're pulling a bunch of indie directors
5: you
2: know yeah.
0: I, I picked brad for captain marvel yeah sweet second it yeah if, if anyone understands the captain the marvel female Which, superhero oh, yeah. it's it's brad <laughs> that's right
2: oh man
0: um so what do you want to start the show with andrew let's do some mail sweet oh yeah we do have fan mail
2: oh that was
0: a <laughs> good call then <laughs> you know our show better than i do oh Oops. Uh, if, uh, my passcode is tw- two zero one zero.
2: If anyone wants to get on my iPad, you know that it's a it's an audio podcast. Like yep. the listeners can't see the the iPad.
0: I know. I just spoiled it. Um, <laughs> cool. So Henry Jarvis sent us another fan mail. I so don't wait, know if I want to read this one because he agrees with James. Um, hey, real nerds, just finished listening to the Minions episode. I thought I'd chime in on a few things. First of all, I'm glad you guys talked about what Hot American Summer, as it's one of my favorite comedies of all time.
2: I, I saw a trailer at the Alamo for it last yeah. night, and I immediately was like, I gotta watch it again! That movie's really fun! I know, I love the uh, little, where's your swim buddy? <laughs> and then the kid's thrown out of a van. I don't, like, I, don't know why, I don't know why I love the line, I, wanna be in, I want you inside me so good, but it's in the trailer, and I laughed so hard when he said it. I'm like, that, that's so awkward and out of place.
0: Uh, he, he goes on to say, if you liked it, I recommend checking out the film They Came Together. Which is made by the same people and is similar, but instead of a parody of all summer camp movies, it's a parody of rom-coms. Oh, cool. It came out last year and went over a lot of people's heads, and many thought it, of it as just a really bad rom-com, where it was actually making fun of exactly that. So. Oh, cool. Maybe it's too smart
2: for people. I'll check that out.
0: Also, James said he watched it because he heard the talks of making a sequel or whatever. Well, if you re- if you're recording this on Friday, Sunday, uh, then the sequel is already out now. Netflix and made a 10 episode prequel, which is about the first day of camp. They got the entire cast back as well as adding some new names such as John Hamm, Christian Wig, Kristen Wig, Michael Sarah, and Lake Bell, so you don't have to wait any longer.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I I wanted to watch some of it this weekend, but I haven't gotten a chance to yet. Lastly, I ran into Brad <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> on Tuesday, and we briefly talked about minions. After listening to the episode, I have to say I agree with James. Fuck James. Yeah! Minions is easily one of the worst films I've seen this year. As of right now, it's the seventh worst film of the sixty I've seen released this year. Wow! Just want to let no- James know that he's not alone in hating the film, and I agree with almost everything you said.
2: Thank you, James. Is and wrong. to be fair, I I do agree with Ryan that there are some fun. Like there are parts where I la- I was sitting next to Brad. He can attest. I laughed at parts of this movie. He did. He did it. I. But see, that's it's just thing. not good. But he
0: probably enjoyed this movie, and he's like, "I'm just gonna go on and fucking hate it because I said I did." No, uh, fuck I this would,
2: movie, fuck you. I would
0: never do that, you and you know, know I would never do that. That means fuck you and minion talk.
2: I came on the show and talked about how much I love fucking the witch hunters movie a few years ago. Like, I if I like a movie, I will admit that I like that movie. I wanted that movie to be good. What what, what do you think about the whole minions craze? I okay. Honestly, you're yeah.
1: going you're going to hate me. No, I am just fucking hate the minions. Yeah. yeah. I cannot stand them. Like not the cool. fact,
0: yeah, the fact that they got their own movie just like destroyed <laughs> me. There's the thing is I was just poking James the whole episode. No, I know. I mean, the first 30 minutes are pretty funny, and then the rest of the time it's cute.
2: <laughs> my my mom's really excited to listen to it cuz I told her like, "Oh my god, like Brian gets on there and he's like, "Better not included in a great movie." And she just gave me this look like, "What's wrong with him?"
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's not well, you were B- so wrong. You oh get, uh, If you go into IMDb, people agree with me. I think it's like 6.2 on IMDb. 6.2 so. is good
2: on IMDb. No, that's like the average. A- No, the that's average is average. like
0: 6.5. I you to say like one movie that James really loves and it's not good. He's like, what the
1: fuck? I mean, James is right. Battery's Not Included is amazing. Yeah. yeah. All
2: right. I bet if we go on there, I bet Army of Darkness is like 6.7.
1: You know, collectively, people like shit.
6: Yeah. So <laughs> when, when, they,
2: <laughs>
6: when they rate things on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, it's, it's all wrong. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, JJ, I, no, has... I, I am too. Are I will feel... yeah, yeah. I'll find email out. Open. I mean, I like yeah. Brian has a 7.5, <laughs> no. so obviously it's wrong.
0: You keep reading the email, I'll okay, find cool. out. Um, I also say that I'm totally, I'm a total fucking hypocrite because I love Transformers Full. As, you like my Marky Mark I just sit there? I think we just found a Transformer. As a super entertaining turn your brain off film that myself and my six year old brother watch all the time because I like watching giant robots fight each other. And often I, when I explain this, I just say that it's easy entertainment. Which is an argument that Ryan had. Yeah, I mean, I like the third one. the The fourth one was dog shit. Um, There's some
6: dog shit movies that can be funny and
0: entertaining. Yeah, so. I agree. I'd say there wasn't. Batteries not included.
2: <laughs> so, so put put in a guess. What do you think that the um? How many stars do you think that Army of Darkness has on our on? IMD? Honestly, yeah, I'd say seven. Okay, yeah. So you you are closer. I said 6.7. It's 7.6. Cool. So we were both within a, within a point. And then what's battery's not included? Uh, I don't know. I'll go look yeah, at Look it. that one up. All
0: right. I'm guessing 6.4. It's probably like 7.8.
2: I I hope it's higher. I bet it's like... I hope it's like 8.4. I hope it's the second highest movie. Uh, eight po- that's the thing. 8.4 is higher than Shawshank Redemption, I think. No. I think, I, think,
0: I think Shawshank is 9.0. Oh, you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think to get in the top 250, it has to be like... 8.3 or something. Yeah,
2: but I don't think there's any... Anyway, whatever. Whatever. Um, IMDb is not actually a very good metric for film,
0: is my point. Uh, you just said, I, I thought I'd throw this in there because I the review got pretty heated. I agree with James, but I understand that it was made to entertain an audience that isn't me. When leaving the theater, my brother told me he liked this more than Inside Out, which made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, sorry for the long letter. I'm sure people are eager waiting your review of Ant-Man, and I'm talking about stupid comedies and stupid kid films. Hope you liked Ant-Man. And hope what wet hot American summer first day of camp is a good one. So you were right, six point five. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: So yeah, told you.
0: You know movies. I do. I probably looked that up,
2: and I'm like, I'll get you no, doing this that, again. It's just, it's simply the fact that IMDb is a really like everything between six and eight is a pretty solid film. Like those are those are pretty good films. Like. Yeah. At, at least to a point where you could see it and some people will like them, and some people won't. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I
0: even think sometimes like um IMDb is hard because it's uh their ratings are fan driven. Where I mean, they always have Shawshank as the best movie of all time. It's a good movie, but the best? I don't think so. I mean, it's not Army of Darkness, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for fan mail. What's next?
2: To to just to prove a point that IMDb is really bad at actually mm-hmm. being a metric for film, do you take a guess at what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is. Five five point
0: seven.
2: F- fucking A five point eight. <laughs> You're really close, but still that movie. It's because not... I rate I rate all movies on IMDb, and that's what I rate up. If you if you turn it into a five star rating, that's a three out of five stars movie. That's not three out of five stars. Like <laughs> League of Extraordinary it's like two Gentlemen and a half
0: because it'd be six to be three wouldn't
2: it yeah i'm adding point two points yeah so it's to like it. two and a half no no that's <laughs> not how fucking math works oh my god that is no it's, it's not because you didn't bump up to the next level so i bumped up to the next level and divided by half so it means that it's like point it's 10 percent of a point you're never
0: gonna sell me on league of extraordinary Gentlemen. Just i'm not honest.
2: saying it's good league of extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen is a bad movie at best it is a like one and a half star out of five that's a movie that
0: alan moore wanted to commit suicide over well yeah but that's because he's melodramatic
3: that, yeah, true. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is
6: also a guy who copied off my math homework. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, geometry.
2: <laughs> uh, all right, what's next? But
0: uh, I, I don't think we should argue about the point scale system at IMDb. I think I proved I'm a lot more correct than I am wrong. I
2: think you're really good at guessing how bad IMDb scores are. Maybe or or maybe or. really good at it. Um, you're really good at it. The scores are dumb. Yeah, maybe. What are we doing next? I don't know. Uh, stats. Cool. This is the box
3: office stats.
0: So we're going to change this again. Um, as as we were talking about it and thinking about it, we decided that we're going to start predicting next week's numbers. Um, this week I'll let you know that Ant-Man did $59 million, which is the lowest Marvel movie since The Incredible Hulk. The problem is, is it actually got a really high... Um, cinema score rating, so the word of mouth is gonna be really good. So yeah. I'm guessing it's gonna have some legs.
2: Everybody I go well, spoilers for later in the podcast, but everybody when they ask me like, hey, should I go see Ant Man, and I go, Yeah, they're always like, oh, really? Like they're always surprised. Yeah, I think it's gonna take a little bit to catch on. Yeah. Um and it's because it's a movie about a guy who gets small and controls ants. Yeah. Like it's it's and, the weirdest Marvel movie. And the trailers have are not great trailers. No. So, they're not
0: I think the first trailer kinda hurt it.
2: Yeah. I mean you compare it to like Guardians of the Galaxy is also really weird, but compare either of those Ant Man trailers to that Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Everybody saw Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I don't yeah, know why like, there's a raccoon, but I am in because and they that put a never a song to it too. Totally. You know? Oh, absolutely. People, a song people know. It's it's a stupid trick, but it works.
0: Yeah, all yeah. the time. So, I mean, just look at Fantastic Four. God, dude. we'll talk about that in movie news because um, <laughs> there's there's more news about Fantastic Four. It's it's kind of making me laugh, um, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. So next week we're seeing pixels i guess yeah um, which i think looks beautiful i was watching it an imax 3d and holy shit it looks amazing in 3d really because like the pixels are blowing up and they're like flying off the screen and they're pointing guns I'm like wow this looks great in 3d um yeah so pixels i don't i, I don't i can't get a reading on this movie at all um yeah
2: i i i my prediction will be that ant-man will still win the weekend really but i think that pixels will come in number two and beat out train wreck for sure um, well, how much do you
0: think it's gonna do? I don't know. That, that's what this game is, not what position it's gonna come in. Sixty
2: nine.
0: Oh, well uh Brad. I'll give it I'll give it fifty. Fifty yeah. million?
2: Shoot, I was gonna say fifty myself. So I'll say I'll say fifty one. Nice. You son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm probably the only Adam Sandler fan here, and I'm gonna say it's gonna do thirty nine.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna tank? Is that is I that a tanking
3: know. score?
0: I, I don't well, we have... know it costs 130 million dollars to make. So probably, yeah, yes. I just don't know. I can't get a read on it. I don't know who they're trying to sell it to. Yeah. Is it a kid movie or is it? It's so nostalgic made for older people. Yeah. Because even, um, there's trailers that on their website that are better because uh, Peter Dinklage's character is in prison and stuff. And he's pretty funny and, um, really weird in the, the little character stuff they do. Yeah. So I don't know who it's trying to appeal to. I mean, kids will like the bright colors. But- <laughs> But all the, all the video games are Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and Paperboy and Joust, stuff that no one else really knows. I mean, I guess Pac-Man's universal. I don't know. I'm stumped. I'm going to say $39 million just to I, be conservative.
1: I feel like that movie should appeal to all of us, and I don't I th- think it does. I think yeah. it's because
0: the trailer's not good.
2: Yeah. The trailer is not good. I think it's entirely possible that that movie is really fun. Um, like, it could it could be, I was going to say something really bombastic, which is, it could be like lego movie fun where there's actually a lot of references and a lot of cool stuff in there that's what and, like, i'm hoping you know or even wreck it ralph like yeah. it could be wreck it ralph but the trailer doesn't tell me no
0: because i mean if you go to the website they do have like an extended trailer and the i guess the climax of the movie is they go to like the pixels world mm-hmm. and they fight on a donkey kong like board yeah and it looks really fun but yeah. they never really convey that and they say oh donkey kong there he is but if you watch extended trailer, like Adam Sandler grabs like the mallet and it's making all the noises, and yeah, so I I don't know, um, huh. I, I couldn't tell you.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know.
0: D- do you think it's gonna do well, Andrew? I I have no interest in it. Like yeah. like I was saying,
1: that movie should appeal to me, yeah, and it doesn't at all.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they don't know how to sell it, right? And I think that's why it's maybe not gonna do very well. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I like Adam Sandler a lot, but. I also want to see him do something like Punch Drunk Love again.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I actually am kind of rooting for all of his movies to do poorly so that he'll go do some indie, they won't. indie dramas. You know. I, no, I know they won't. <laughs> I'm
0: just like... I know, it's weird because I, I, when he does indie dramas like Men, Women, and Children, it grosses like $2 million. Oh my God, that movie! And funny. then my favorite thing to point to is I, the only Adam Sandler movie I have never seen is Jack and Jill. That made $97 million. What did Grown Ups 2 do? Uh, know? like 140. Jesus, seriously? Yeah. The first one did like 170. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I like Adam Sandler, but I don't know what general audiences like about him. I guess, <laughs> I guess they just want him to be goofy, I guess. Because, I don't know what
2: I'm supposed to like about him. Yeah. Sure. No, cause I think he's really
0: funny. And when I watched Happy Gilmore and stuff again, I said, yeah, this, you can see why he's popular cause he's yeah. silly as shit. Yeah. But I also miss Adam Sandler where his movies don't make any sense. And, you know, he's sleeping with 80 year old Asian women and, I miss that stuff
3: <laughs>
0: hey you know what? breakfast <laughs> uh, so yeah so cool. cool we'll see next week what pixels will do we'll see I'll, it in imax 3d i'll be in kansas city so Ooh. oh yeah that's <laughs> right you'll be showing your film <laughs> yeah in kansas city so if you're out in kansas city make sure you say hi to brad he'll be representing denver yeah what up what up d town is that a nickname for denver no Ooh. let's move on okay um let's do real news
2: oh okay It's real news.
0: Andrew's here, and he wanted to mention some Comic Con stuff from a different perspective.
2: Let's ease into it. Sure, let's let's do the
1: normal, the normal news. What's going on here? And then when I feel like raging, I will rage.
2: (laughs) I I think I've got a couple of like comic book centric news things for this week that will maybe get you going. Um, So they have announced this week that they're going to do um a animated or an animated film version of the killing joke mm-hmm. um so hopefully you know in the style of your you know uh dark knight returns and you know those all of those really solid movies even if like i don't like dark knight returns as much as like arkham assault on arkham was but still dc's really good at making those animated films so um and the killing joke is awesome so uh, it I, is I look forward except to my
0: one. except my girlfriend gets destroyed in it that's my only problem
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barbara. Um speaking of mm. Have you how much of Batman have you played the game? Uh I've um oh, I'm, I'm like halfway through it. Oh okay. All right. Do you have you figured out who the Arkham Knight is yet? No. Okay. We'll move on. Um so we, we should are, we should kick him out of the room and have this <laughs>
3: conversation.
2: <laughs> how do you feel you cuz you know and I'm sure you saw it coming because they fucking telegraph it. Yeah. Were you I, impressed I, I, or were you I just? like, okay, I don't want oh, to say okay, anything this without giving it away. All right, all right, that's fine. Um, Thanks, so,
5: guys. You're good. You're good. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'm gonna play that game. Yeah, you're not on mic at all. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> hey, <you're> just <laughs> over there not saying anything. I we but forgot we're you played the game
2: like, in six
6: years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is it 20 bucks?
2: Oh. Have well, and the, it comes with a free PlayStation. The Batgirl DLC? Uh, no, I haven't played. Is that out yet? It is oh, out. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to have to play for, that. Uh, I played the Harley one The Harley players. one is not very
1: good. That's what I heard about the Batgirl one also. Oh, really? And good. I thought the Come end of on. the Batgirl. I, I haven't played it. Like, oh, I, know. I know everything that happens in the games, but yeah. I haven't played them. Oh, okay. Um, or at least this one. i played mm-hmm. all the other ones. Never mind. Move on.
0: But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. The season I, pass for Arkham Knight is $40. And that gives you, like, early access to this character map with Batgirl, and I was saying, man, should I get it? I already spent $100 on limited edition freaking version of the game. I said, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll wait and I'll see how long it is. And so I read that review on IGN. And they said, an hour.
1: Yeah, like less than an hour, yeah. like 45 And then they said they
0: don't let you go back in and really do anything. Like, you can find the collectibles. I'm saying... If that's the case, shouldn't you like unlock her and be able to play her in the whole game? Yeah, like, like that's what Gotham? I want.
2: I I want to be able to run around Gotham as Batgirl. And then
0: I got like, pissed because like next month's DLC is just skins and the 1989 Batmobile, which is cool. I'm but so, I don't give a shit about that.
2: I'm so glad I didn't buy that. that yeah, pack. so now I'm just going
0: to buy them individually.
2: They, yeah, I mean the fact that they they put out that season pass as forty dollars, which is already insane, and then the Harley Quinn expansion is not great. Like it's really disappointing. Um. The, like, to hear that the back row one is short, Um they, yeah. And that's what I mean, like, skins, really? That's your, and that, Warner
0: I... Brothers owns Mortal Kombat, but it's produced by another realm. When I bought the premium for Mortal Kombat, it came with the season pass in it. Yeah. And when you get it, you get free skins all the time. They don't charge you for the skins. Yeah. So when they do an update on the game, like, oh, here's a free skin. Does yeah. that come with the additional
1: characters also, or is it just the skins?
0: The additional characters, too. It's everything? Yeah. So, I mean, you have to buy the premium edition right. which is like $80. That's still worth it. But you still one. get four characters and I think I've gotten 16 skins. Oh wow. And and they just the one I just downloaded they gave you uh four more fatalities and like three more brutalities for free. Jeez. So I mean that that makes sense to me, but you're going to charge me 40 bucks for a 1989 Batman skin? Fuck you. That's stupid. Yeah. And I mean a lot of people like are raging against it um uh, because they said even if you get the season pass. It's still going to cost an additional like twenty, thirty dollars for all the DLC. So that game's like two hundred dollars. It's not worth it. it's yeah. not worth it at all. So for it's, Brad, I mean, the game's fun, but I mean, if you wait long enough, they'll do a game of the year edition, and you'll get everything.
6: That's
2: yeah, what I do with the other two. It's really too bad because like that game is really well made and tight, mm. and the main story is really good. But I feel like everything they do along what? this alongside of it, like. The two face story and the penguin story are, are just rehashes, like mm-hmm. it's it's stuff I've done before. There are fewer villains and, and a lot less a lot fewer deep cuts from Batman than I would have wanted and then to hear that the expansions are not what I was hoping for yeah, is really disappointing. I mean, like really
0: your season pass is skins? Yeah,
2: that's like I stupid. want I want like four hours and of Batgirl and I want to run around the city as Batgirl. I wonder like, if enough
0: people like complain about it. If they'll put out a patch where you can play as Batgirl in the city. I bet they will. You think uh, so? Yeah. I don't think
1: well, Warner Brothers except, cares. Like, it, I think they're just like, you already gave us your money. I don't know. Yeah. We do that I
0: hope because, I mean, the Mortal Kombat guys do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I obviously I love Mortal Kombat. And I follow them. Their patches, like they listen to Termin- uh Terminant, can I can't say. Tournament. Tournament. Thank Tournament. you. Tournament. Players mm-hmm. and casual players, and they always readjust the. Huh. the game and they but,
2: add more stuff. But that's a living breathing game. Mm-hmm. Like that's a game that changed that should do that because it's so competitive. Yeah. Whereas with this, like it's out there, um they they're, they're going to put more of their time into fi- fixing the PC version because that's been such a debacle than they ever are fixing the fact that the content is not as good yeah, as it should that's I our our only hope at this point is that even though Rocksteady's not going to make another one of these, the hope is for me at least that somebody else like Warner Brothers gives it to somebody else, gives them that engine. They make another game that is at least very close in quality, like closer than Origins was. Um, but tell a different story. Go, go make it Batgirl for half the game. Make it like, you know. I really hope they make like an animated
0: series one. Like one oh, yeah. of my, one of my favorite games on Sega Genesis is they had an animated series, like 2D beat em up. That game was no. so hard. Yeah, it's super hard, but you got like Contra power ups where you'd have like batterings that would go across the whole screen and
1: they did one for GameCube. That was
0: like that. Yeah, it was... It, it uh, wasn't
1: side-scrolling, but it was the Batman Adventures. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, I loved that one. Yeah, it was because, decent. Yeah, I mean, the controls weren't very good, yeah. but the story was cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because, yeah, they should just do that. Yeah. Why does everything have to be dark and grimy all the time?
2: Yeah, that's honestly what I would want. Um Speaking of dark and grimy, uh have you gotten the Entertainment Weekly that's got the Apolo- Apocalypse I, I don't. cover on it? I um, don't. For some reason, my Entertainment Weekly didn't come this week. Oh, okay. Well, you're missing out. Um So, Am I? we got a... uh we get the like early, early costume sets for the important ones. Here are Psylocke and Apocalypse, so we know what Apocalypse is going to look like. And uh, we it also have like some screenshots where comic. he hangs out. <laughs> he it, this is like he hangs out in alleys and such. Um, I guess is what he's going to do in the movie. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. the worst. So uh, honestly, he looks like a really lame Marvel Studios. Like he he looks like one of those those the the villains from the last few Marvel movies where you're like okay like. Yeah, you know, Ronan is cool and all, but he just like he looks like whatever. Or the guy from Thor two, or like where they're all just kinda of throwaway villains. Mm-hmm. Like he the, looks like one of those.
6: Have you seen the memes where they uh compare him to Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers He movie? looks exactly <laughs>
2: like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. There's, have you seen the one where it's the
1: apocalypse body, but they put Prince's head on it? That says <laughs> <No>. Apocalypse Reign? <laughs> it's the <laughs> best thing ever. It's the best thing
3: yes. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Uh, um, I
0: mean, we'll see. I mean, Brian Singer does really go with X Men movies.
2: Yeah, and
0: Oscar Isaac's a really great actor. So
2: yeah, when we get to what we've been watching, like I've I've been watching through the Road Cut this week, and that movie's really good. I oh, hope that cool. this movie is still really good. Um, yeah,
0: but I mean, I, I've only saw the one picture where he's like looking at camera or something. I haven't. Yeah, really. Delved into it
1: It's not exciting No no, it's not Storm
2: I thought Storm was cool I'm glad they're doing The
1: Mohawk Storm Uh That's gonna be great Oh cool Um, It's like 80 Storm uh Love it
2: Psylocke is a -a Psylocke-ass costume Yep It is like Olivia Wilde and there's no hips uh, on the Olivia costume. Mun. Olivia, Olivia Munn, Mun, yeah. I mean,
0: because I didn't get an erection when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it. That's how I changed um, my Oliv- Olivia's.
2: Uh, and uh, which that is the part that like there is something because I used to watch Attack of the Show. There's something when I see Olivia Munn. I like her in the newsroom, but in anything else I see her, and I'm like, oh great, Olivia Munn. Yeah. All right, that's, uh, she's not, that's too bad.
1: She's not an actress. Like I think she's gonna yeah. be terrible in that role. She, and the best we can hope for. She doesn't is, talk? Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> you know, they yeah. cast
1: a lot of... It's the same thing with Quicksilver. Like, when they cast mm-hmm. him, everybody was like, oh, Quicksilver's in this movie. He was in it for maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Which is fine. And I thought that casting was fine. Like, whatever. Yeah. But I think that's what they're going to do with her. Probably. Is just have her kind of in the background. Although yeah. that picture kind of makes me think well, the, maybe they're going to make her one of the four horsemen. The, yeah, she's one yeah. of the four horsemen.
0: That's what, Her, Magneto, Storm, and I don't know who the other one is. And that makes sense. Especially with the picture.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just funny because she's got, like, those bands around her hip, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a 90s superhero costume. Like, there's oh no gosh. yeah. There's no point for that. What is yeah. that holding up? Right Singer's like, it? eh, whatever. We'll, yeah, just, yeah, we'll just do care. it this way. Yeah. Well, he's um, not Superman again. It's at least more interesting than the Apocalypse costume. That's Oh, sure. it's terrible. Is it? He's, all,
1: yeah. he's He's got a blue head. Apocalypse's head, <laughs> head is not blue.
2: Yeah, well, and it just, I don't know. Like, the pipes run out of the side. Yeah. He kind of looks like a, uh, um, not a Romulan... Uh the guy's from like uh DS9 who've got two spines um uh, uh Cardassian Yeah, he kind of looks like a Cardassian cuz he's got if, like from the side he does cuz he's got pipes that run out of the side of his neck or the side of his head down his neck, it's and weird. he's short too. He's like yeah, really short. Too. Is well, he not like he... seven feet tall in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah. On on the cover, they at least photoshopped him to be taller. Or, or he... when he's when he's hanging out in an alley, which is apparently all he does in those screenshots. Uh, it's a lot less. Or thriller. is he
0: one of those people that uh, is he one who just changes height?
2: constantly? He can change height, but
0: yeah, like
1: basic standard, they usually draw him at like seven. Yeah, I
0: say he's he's a cool villain. Yeah, we'll see. Isn't he supposed to be the first mutant? Right. Yeah. 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 Um. So, so
6: sorry. Speaking of Quicksilver, um. Mm-hmm because I was watching The Office, did you realize that he's uh, Michael Scott's nephew? That he yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Evan Peters, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> he oh. <spanks>. I still <laughs> laugh out loud every time I see him when he just pulls him over and spanks his ass. <laughs> oh, Michael Scott.
2: So we got a new trailer. I haven't actually watched it, but you made reference to it earlier. We got a new tra- trailer for Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, tell me what's going on with Fantastic Four.
0: You, they don't know either. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the problem is, is remember the first trailer where it's dark? Yeah. And then they like, oh, I don't want these powers. And now they've rebranded it as, oh, it's lots of fun. This movie's going to be fun. <laughs> and then it was supposed to come out in IMAX 3D. And uh so we all know that Josh Trank is not one of their favorite people right now. And they had to reshoot a lot of the movie mm-hmm. and they don't have time to post-convert it. So it's not coming out in 3D. Uh. And they're saying, oh, uh, Josh Trank released a statement. Oh, it's just because it was supposed to be 2D. And I read that on... Um, the Hollywood Reporter. And the thing with the Hollywood Reporter is they are actually inside Hollywood. Yeah. And they're the ones who reported about his, like, dogs wrecking, like, $100,000 worth of stuff. And he'd be late to the set.
1: Yeah, he lost he lost a Star Wars movie because he did such a ter- terrible job yeah. on a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, that oh, Simon shit. Kinberg,
0: who is the yeah. producer on Star Wars, said, No, dude, you don't want this guy because he's not professional. Mm-hmm. And so now they had to go back. And I don't know who reshot the f- parts of the film, but they had to go back and reshoot it. And they don't have time to post-convert it. And so because uh, they still have to hit that release date, because I think that's one of Fox's biggest tentpole movies this year. Yeah, is. and it's next month. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that movie. And it's, it, it's just really, it's kind of aggravating to know somebody who made one movie and it was a hit, you know, Chronicle, and then he was given, like, keys to a kingdom. Not only a Marvel superhero movie, but mm-hmm. like, dude, you can do Boba Fett. And he's like, eh, fuck it. I mean, w- wouldn't you kill to have that opportunity to just be able to direct a Star Wars movie?
6: That's pretty irresponsible, yeah. But I mean... Also not all directors are good for everything, you know. Well no, I understand that.
2: But this that. isn't about being like it's not being about being the right fit. Like I would argue that Colin Trevorrow was a poor fit for Jurassic Park. I don't think he's a bad director and I I would still bet movies on him going forward, but
6: No, I'm saying it's like even if you did get the keys to Boba Fett mm-hmm. like even if he was professional about it, he could also turn in a bad product. So Well yeah, I mean
0: I get that, but you you're ruining your chance because you're an asshole is yeah, basically what it is. It's
1: the disrespect like
2: yeah. It, If he really did run the business that poorly, like, that guy's never going to work again. No, he's not.
1: I want I want your guys' opinion on something. Like, I was reading this article, and they were talking about getting these relatively unknown directors for these Mm big-budget movies. And that's, I mean, that's the norm right now. Uh Um, And this article was saying that, or at least they, they were posting the theory that it's because these guys play ball. Does that make sense? I, I like, would say And I so. don't know.
0: What do you guys think about? Well, that? I, I know that's Kevin Smith said that about the
1: directors who take direction.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Kevin because Smith Marvel knows what Mall they rats. want to do. Because he was given three million dollars, are like, well, you need six million dollars to make that, and he said, well, I don't need six million. It's like you do, and he would listen to their things. Like, I think that's you're what right. So
6: taught us in school is like, you know, even if you want to make a low budget movie, like it has to start at three million, mm-hmm. um, or they won't take you like seriously. Yeah, um, even though you can do it cheaper, <laughs> which would be great. Um, there's just the stigma of like you can't make a good movie for less than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that you're right. It's going around, you know, uh, the circles right now that they hire these guys and say, you know, like I mean, I guess a good example would be Edgar Wright on Ant Man. Mm -hmm. He wanted Mm -hmm. to make it a certain way, and they said, no, you can't make it that way. You have to make it a certain way for it to fit in our universe. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no. But
1: so okay, with is it the Russo brothers who do Captain America?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. They, I mean, they've done stuff and they've had their hits and stuff, but they were never like household names. Right. So you've seen a lot of their movies, right? Yeah. Um, Does it have their feel to it or does it, does it feel more like their movie or does it feel more like a Marvel movie?
0: I think, I think the Marvel, what they do do well is they do allow the directors to kind of have their input into it. Agreed. Because I would argue James Gunn is maybe the only one who could do Guardians of the Galaxy because he's goofy enough. And that feels like a James Gunn movie. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I think the
2: Russos, because they
0: have that comedic timing, mm-hmm. works really well for the Captain America being the guy out of okay. place.
2: And I think a really good example is like if you compare – I agree with you. I think Marvel's really good at it because if you compare Thor 1 and Thor 2, those are drastically different movies and especially yeah. in the way that they are directed. Because yeah. Kenneth, the, the Kenneth Branagh one is a Kenneth Branagh-ass movie okay. and the uh, Alan, Taylor. Alan Taylor one – you compare that to like the Terminator movie we just Mm -hmm. saw, like stylistically they're very similar because they let their movies stand on their own and those two movies feel very different because the directors are different. Um, I think that when they go, I think that the other studios aren't doing as good of a job with that. Like there is nothing about Jurassic Park Jurassic World that feels like a Colin Trevorov movie to me but at the same time because I've only seen one of his films I don't even know that I know what that looks like right you that know all, unfortunately all I can do is I can I can look at the movie he made mm-hmm. and based on how I feel say either either he's not a good fit or it's exactly what you're saying which is that he has a lot of really good ideas and could have made a great movie but the the studio is actually is okay. really directing that movie to some degree right like and I think it, a lot with this the question universe about, building movies now, is yeah. the
0: studios are really into them. Yeah, I mean, a, you can... It, whether it's Jurassic World, um, which I liked, but, you know, uh, the Suicide Squad and the uh, Batman v Superman,
3: Yeah,
0: now you have... I mean, it does look like a Zack Snyder film, but you have you still have to have those little things. Everyone's universe build now, and I think it's silly, because yeah, I think... I just make a movie.
1: <laughs> I think that's the problem with, with DC films in general right now, is they're not they're making these films for the bigger world. Whereas Mm -hmm. watching all of the Marvel movies, I feel like the only one that didn't stand on its own two legs was the second Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of that and the problems with that movie, same things with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 when that came out, Mm -hmm. is they just wanted to do way too much to connect the worlds together. And I think the actual Marvel movie universe... Up until this point, has been really good about well reference things, but you don't need to know anything else about these worlds.
2: Yeah, they they rely on the stingers and right. the little Easter eggs to tie their movie together and build their universe, rather than you know like you don't need to squeeze the collector into the into Thor two. Right. When you can just put him in the stinger at the end, right. and we all kind of know, like, oh, for this bigger story yeah. that we're telling, this is important. But for this movie, this movie is just about this right. evil elf guy.
1: And that's and that's what DC doesn't understand with their movies, because they're throwing so much stuff in. And, okay, granted, we've only had one proper DC world movie. Oh, yeah,
2: I mean, their problem is that their characters suck. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's true also. <laughs> There's not... That's that's the difference, is that like Marvel's villains suck, but they make their characters enough fun that it's like, oh okay, whoa, whoa, this whoa. guy's they do. I mean, look, they're really fun, but the truth is you could take as as good as Ronan is in Guardians of the Galaxy, like you could take any villain and be like, hey, he's got a big hammer and he can blow up worlds. Like he's he's fine, he's serviceable, but unlike a Joker, he's not the reason you go see the movie. You know, he's not the thing where you walk in and you're like, Oh, how cool was that when Ronan did this? Like, there's some cool right. parts, you know. Like, Thanos is different, but we haven't even seen that movie yet. Um, there are some villains that I think stand out. Being Loki is a good example. Loki's a great villain. There's a reason why he's got two movies where he gets to be the bad guy. Um, but for the most part, they do have these these villains that are like, you know, it I, is. They, they you, you compare all, the yeah, yeah the, like the 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 main the motivation for the guy in Thor two and the motivation for Ronan and. Half of the other villains is like okay, I, they're all the same. Yeah, you it's. Know? I mean, I don't even remember what the motivations. Like, I don't even remember who the real villain in Iron Man Two is. Like, there's whiplashes uh, in there, and it's then like pretty much the Justin same yeah, just a yeah. hammer dude. And remember yeah. when he came out on stage? It was dancing. <laughs> Sam Rockwell dances, and then I guess he's a bad guy somehow. Like, yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Like, that movie's really fun. I like that movie. I'm, I'm not arguing that any of them are bad. I'm just arguing that like they care more about the the characters, the, about the actual mm-hmm. person I'm following, than the villain. Which makes their movies really good, because know... Yeah,
1: right. We don't we don't need this entire backstory and this yeah. entire origin for these villains. Just accept that you know, right. Ant Man's gonna fight a dude now, yeah. and it's it doesn't like, matter who right. he's fighting.
2: Yeah,
0: it's fighting. Uh, yeah. I, I well, we'll save it for later. But right, I was gonna say, I was gonna say we we probably um, will have this conversation again. But later. Now but now that but... we're on it, uh, so. The, my biggest problem with the Suicide Squad trailer was okay. when Will Smith said we're some sort of Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. I think that was my least favorite part of it. Other great. than
2: that, I I kind of had fun with it. The, I there should be a caveat here, which is that is not a Suicide Squad trailer. Like, yeah, they have come out and made sure. Like, look, we released this because it leaked. This was never intended because there are audio parts of that tra- trailer that are like not great. Like that trailer is clearly not finished. Oh no, I, um, like it was not for I'm well aware consumption. But I, I agree with you. That line is horrible. That
1: okay, so. You guys probably talked about it last week. I'm not sure. A little, But yeah. the, the reaction that Warner Brothers had to that trailer being leaked at Comic-Con was probably the most off-putting thing that they could do for their films. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I mean, you know, I don't know how many of us have gone to Comic-Con before, mm-hmm. but... Me and this guy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> when you go, you're not sad that you don't go, because you know... Like, that's the joke. We've mm-hmm. talked about that yeah. before, Ryan, oh, where yeah. it doesn't matter if I go to Hall H and see these things... Because I'm going to see him in five minutes anyway when right. somebody puts it on the internet. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Warner Brothers has to know that. Right. Like, it's been happening for years.
6: Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah.
2: You, you you saw their reaction and you just wanted to scream like, are you guys new? Yeah. Like, like how are you, you not? In? Well, and that's, You've had them leaked before. And that's my whole argument.
0: It's like, once they debut at Hall Age, just fucking release them. Yeah. And make sure they look good. Right. Yeah. Because they, they did that with Batman, Superman. Just, just do it for Suicide Squad. Right. Do yeah. it, I mean, Star Wars did it. Just mm-hmm. do it because you're right. Oh. Don't record this. Fuck you. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically and, what happens. And
2: I understand, like, I understand when it's something when it's like twenty minutes of footage, or when it's a, like a really right. unique I, footage that usually different. is shown in a special room, like it's not in the big hall H mm-hmm. room, like the like the Warcraft footage that leaked, that is really hard to watch on a, on on the the phone that it was recorded, um, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, keep that stuff yeah. under wraps. It may not be done. Like there are a lot of times where they'll they'll release that kind of stuff at at uh, at Comic Con and like. There's, there's like placeholder visual effects and mm-hmm. things like that in there. Like, sure, don't release that on purpose. And most people, a lot of times that stuff doesn't link because people are like, this isn't, it's only half good anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't right. we can't even make anything from it. But if it's a trailer or almost a trailer, like, why are you surprised?
5: Yeah. Well, and
1: the, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like the Fox movies, like the Marvel Fox studios, the X-Men, Fantastic Four stuff. That's not. Yeah. I don't like that stuff, but. Yeah. They did the Deadpool trailer that premiered, also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and somebody leaked it. And instead of you know freaking out like Warner Brothers did, Fox said, mm, "Guys, you know it's not it's not where we want it to be. We'll put it out in three weeks." Yeah, like they didn't have a hissy fit about it. They were right. just like, "We're not going to show it because it's yeah. not ready."
2: Yeah, they were like, "We'll clean it up a oh, little yeah. bit." And, yeah. We're like,
1: "We want to give you the best possible thing." Yeah. Right, and I think that's that make I, I'm not a Deadpool guy either. Yeah, but that makes me want to see Deadpool more because yeah. the studio is supportive of it. You know right. what I mean? They're not like, Oh, well you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you would
2: judge us based on that. Cause it comes across like the studio going like, why do you want to see this so exactly. bad? Exactly. Why do you care about our movie? <laughs> like it's Come the on.
6: worst. I was reading something uh, online too, that said like, if people are willing to like bootleg your trailer, like that's a really good indicator that, there's an audience for it and you exactly. should embrace it. Right. Yeah. Um, if people aren't
1: sharing it, then you should be worried.
6: Right. Yeah, it's all the <laughs> movies
2: that were there that I don't know anything about. Those are the movies that I'm Seriously, concerned Seriously, yeah, yeah.
1: Although Suicide Squad is gonna be terrible. Just for the record. <laughs>
2: I I am kind of worried, even though there's some stuff in there I really like. Tonally that tra- that that quote trailer is awful. I I think, I think the part with Harley Quinn, Joker, and Batman at the
0: beginning looks cool. Yeah, I think
1: all that stuff is um flashbacks yeah it's it's gotta it has to be right because you can't fit joker into that and like you guys all watched it i'm assuming um well
2: there's a lot of joker in that clip
1: there's a lot of joker in it but at the very end he has somebody tied to the gurney Mm -hmm. and he's like obviously torturing them Mm -hmm. there's like a split second in that trailer where you see like dr quinn Mm -hmm. strapped to a gurney Mm -hmm. and she's like in her like doctoring Mm -hmm. outfit or whatever yeah so i think we're gonna see him torture her into becoming harlequin
2: yeah and i'm sure that 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 scene we see earlier where she's like i think naked and like against a wall and like doesn't have any tattoos and stuff like that that's clearly probably after that like yeah
1: i agree i just don't think i don't think that that's gonna work well for the narrative that they're trying to Uh, this is the third movie it comes out after Batman, Superman?
3: Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. August, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you count Bar- Man of Steel as the first of them...
0: Well, they are, so we might as well.
2: Yeah, but. I guess. Yeah,
0: because uh, it all ties together. Remember, Bruce Wayne is sad because Bruce Wayne Financial was destroyed. Because so he blew up his building. The
2: <laughs> place where I think it might work, and this is what I was talking about last week, is if if they are setting up the Joker as a like horrible, horrible killer person, like a, an actual maniacal person... um and so we see like that kind of a Joker for the first time. Then if the Batman movie is the Red Hood story, that would be cool. Like if, if, if you set up this character as somebody who's really vicious and bad, and then you make a movie that's a standalone Batman movie where the Joker kills a kid, I'm, that could be cool. But I don't know that that makes for a great Suicide Squad movie.
1: Right. I, I agree with you. But I think, I think it would be hard to do that as the first Batman movie. Because you kind of have to, like, Joker has to earn that death, and we have to be connected to Robin in some way. I agree. Like, you can't introduce him and then kill him and then be like, look how bad the Joker is. (laughs) I 100% agree that DC
2: would do that. Right. But they shouldn't do that. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I agree with you that, like, that, that character absolutely needs to earn things. I think any character in a DC movie should have to earn things. Fair enough. It'd be nice if they could do that ever. But so far, that's not what they've done. And yeah, we're not gonna get any of that. Anyway. Oh, I just got real sad. Oh. Uh, (laughs) what else was there from Comic Con that we, that you wanted to talk about? We've gotten a little derailed. Pretty much,
1: pretty much just the, uh, the werewolf Captain America. That was it. (laughs) That was the most exciting (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. No, Batman Ninja Turtles.
3: Come on. Uh, It's gonna be great. You don't care at
6: all? Well, uh, I, I, I I think, I'm still shocked by their even doing doing it. Like, Like, what deal did DC make with IDW? Like, where, what was the meaning for
1: that? Like, we should
6: cross these two over. They've
1: been doing that though. They actually came out with a Green Lantern Star Trek this week. And that's IDW and DC also. So I think we're going to see a lot more of
0: those come out. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if I was like DC and IDW, I was like, hey, can we use Batman and Ninja Turtles?
6: Sure. Yeah, why not? There All must right. have been like the representatives were just a Comic-Con. And they like went to the, the snack bar and <laughs> said hi to each other. Like, hey, so you know what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. That's like, probably. It's such an odd, because now the Green Lantern Star Trek uh-huh. thing is like, you know, you know, we have these two comic book companies. Which ones can we cross over that makes like a little bit of sense? I've been reading
0: reviews for that Green Lantern Star Trek and they say it's good. They said it makes sense. Oh, well, yeah, there
6: was like space-based, yeah.
0: cosmic-type
6: stuff, and yeah. then the the Ninja Turtles Batman are based in, like...
2: Yeah, streets. They're all, they're both dark. fighting ninjas. Yeah.
6: yeah. We were joking last week about, like, um the Foot the Clan, foot clan and teams the up with the Shadows. League of Shadows because they're oh. both, like, ninja That would clans. be amazing. <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, Shadow man. of the Foot. Oh, Ra's
2: oh, al Ghul and yeah, man, Shredder teaming oh, up. Oh, that'd be cool.
6: <laughs> but, yeah, too, like, obviously, I've been coming into my comics less, so I'm, like, a little bum that... Like, oh, I got this other one that I have to get, but I have less money to get it. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be a series. you'll be fine.
2: I mean, yeah. you can only, you can also probably skip it, cause it's not official, like, Ninja Turtles canon, cause <laughs> the official Ninja Turtles canon is, is Ninja Turtles 2, where we, <laughs> we learned this week that, uh, Casey's not gonna really be Casey, like, it's, he's got a whole new origin story that they're gonna make up for you. Wait, so, what? Yeah, 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 uh, for, for the, uh, for the next one. Casey Jones it's, it's is in the there. most, There's a picture of him. It's the um, most
1: basic origin story. Yet also, yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. no sense. No, they really Actually, it makes he's... way too much sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, what's because they're like, on? well,
2: this is earlier in his life, so he's not a guy with like a job who likes hockey yet. Like, you know, they got to make up a new origin for this dude who likes hockey.
0: He probably shoots arrows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> from what
3: I
1: from what I read, they said. He tries to go through the appropriate channels to get something taken care of. Like, he sees a crime and goes to the cops. And then the cops won't do anything about it. And he just happens to be playing hockey.
6: So
4: (laughs) he
1: decides to go fight dudes. And that's his new origin
3: story.
4: Ah, so good.
6: I mean, in the original comics, like, he's just kind of sitting around watching TV and getting all upset about, like, the expanse of crime in the city. So it's a little similar. But if he just happens to be playing hockey when he starts his first fight i'm pretty i read that's it like a, a week ago but i'm pretty sure that's what
2: i read lame. here's what i think is actually like at the root really funny about this or, and the reason I, I bring it up because i really like bringing up ninja turtle stuff just to jab you um but the uh with his dick the, whoa hey now hey now sorry carol <laughs> i was just gonna say my mom's listening um and uh no it's that he has a really simple origin like andrew says like it's not that complicated but they went to great lengths to get out there and say, hey, fans, we're going to change this and you're not going to like it. We're intentional. Like they wanted to make news of the fact that like, hey, fuck you. Like, really, we don't care about you. Like they really want you to know that, Brad. I okay. just want to. I, well, I wanted you to know. Well, they already, he already knew that
0: because they made Ninja Turtles the first movie. I know. So, gosh. They it's already just... destroyed
6: my love. <laughs> Turtles with that
1: one.
0: I still it's haven't so seen dumb.
2: that. Huh. It's should that, I go see it? That no, no. no,
0: no, no. I know it's going
1: to be terrible, but should I still see it? Yeah, I probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah just sure. a and I'm a leader of
6: the just to understand <laughs> how far <laughs>
1: they fell.
2: It's got Johnny Knoxville in it. Do you like Johnny Knoxville? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we're going to get a free version of Hulu in the fall, so look out for that. Maybe someone will start using Hulu again. Uh, at the same time, Netflix is going to raise its prices um and they said how much yet actually i gotta look at this mm. did they say um i mean all their
0: content they're so good right now yeah you know, hey, i checked my hey.
6: account to see like what the plans were at this point because mm-hmm. i've been doing the 7.99 unlimited forever and there's actually like it's 79 7.99 for standard definition and then mm-hmm. 7.99 for standard plus hd like why even have the standard definition yeah that, uh, plan? yeah
2: so that's the, that's the difference is it's just gonna go up like a dollar um and I think it defines how many people can be logged in at the same time.
1: Oh yeah, you get two yeah. accounts on each of them. Right, exactly.
2: So okay. it's going up like a dollar, really quick. Um, but they haven't raised their prices in years, so I'm not that. that Since worried. we're on Netflix, yeah.
1: Daredevil. Everybody seen it yet? You
2: oh know. hell yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And we all loved it.
6: Uh, oh, I yeah.
2: didn't. What? You didn't love it. <laughs> I did love it.
6: I I just took issue with the, like the last four four episodes where the narrative is the, the same bullshit. Like, he
2: he didn't like Foggy. He thinks Foggy's an annoying character. Okay. I said I um, didn't like
6: Foggy. <laughs> for a couple episodes because he just bitches about daredevil not telling him he's daredevil that's
1: true i mean it's not it's not that in-depth of a plot like it's not like after the halfway point yeah uh
6: kingpin they're all just reiterating the same
1: philosophy i agree with that but no you don't i think i kind of do like (laughs) i'm gonna watch it again and when it comes out of blu-ray i will buy it like i don't do does netflix release their stuff on blu-ray yeah they do okay they do
2: um, and I, I this is actually the first one where I think I will I'll do the exact same thing because I want to have it in like on yeah, Blu-ray right. in high definition like because it's just gorgeous. Not it's pixelating weird. every once in a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you probably went over this also, but the cast Punisher and Electra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. Hopefully, Walking Dead guy. I,
2: I, I'll be honest. There's a part of me that's a little concerned because like part of what's really fun about the original like that first season is how how much they distance themselves from like comic booky stuff. Mm-hmm. That the idea that they're gonna introduce a Punisher, I'm fine with. He fits into the universe that they've right. created. But Elektra is getting to a place where it depends on how they do it, right? If if within a few episodes she's like, "Also, I have magic powers and I'm weird and I'm gonna die and stuff like that." Like that's where I'm gonna. They're gonna take it a little too far for me. But I think
1: knowing that they'll probably get a third season, yeah, I think they'll stay away from that. Yeah. Like it would be super, super weird if, yeah, they killed her in the second episode and then brought her back, yeah, and' like, oh, it's mystic magic powers, yeah, but to be fair, they also kind of set up mystic magic powers in the entire first season, too, like there's a lot of there's a lot of Iron fist like
0: lure references in that, yeah, so,
2: but that's also i mean they're I guess because they're doing Iron Fist as well, like that makes some sense. So,
0: but they're still setting it up. I mean, I think he's yeah. right. I mean, they're, they're, it's still part of the proper Marvel universe. Yeah. So. Right. And they, and they, they, should. they mention the Avengers and stuff in Daredevil as well. Yeah,
2: And they, sh- they should start to introduce that stuff. I'm just, it, it, the first season is, season is so good right. that it makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, oh man, like part of, I f- I'm afraid that part of what I love is the fact that they're that they stay away from that. So, um, we'll see. That makes cool.
1: sense. And that'll probably also come back around to later in the show also. Uh,
2: maybe.
0: I just glad the Punisher is going to be a bad guy.
1: Yeah. I think before they even made that show, I think everybody wanted to see, you know, one episode with the Punisher as a bad guy.
2: Yeah. And I
1: think that they're going to, the fact that they're going to like, well, not the fact, we don't know yet, but that he's probably going to have a pretty long arc in this mm. as the villain of the season. Yeah. I yeah. think that's going to be
0: pretty cool. I think it's going to be awesome.
2: As
1: yeah. long as they fight Ghost Rider. They should team up to fight Ghost Rider. Oh, dude, if they got. Oh,
2: that would would be the best. All right. If they started. Ghost Rider, suddenly I'm okay. Oh, so now Magic's okay? Yeah, no, no, (laughs) it's weird. The Flaming Skull is cool. (laughs) But if you. Yeah, well, because, like, Ghost Riders. Ghost rider has been so bad that there's this part of me that would be excited for now that Marvel has it back to be like, we're going to do this right. And, like.
0: Yeah. How do you uh, make Ghost Rider right, though?
2: (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm excited. I I didn't give a shit about Nerd What you need to do is hire
0: James Wan to do Ghost Rider. And because he did Fast and Furious, he does horror movies. Yeah. So you hire him to do it and make it like a demonic movie. That'd be awesome. Make it rated R. Isn't he doing a DC do movie though? Uh, yeah, he's doing, um, something Aquaman. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's doing Aquaman. Great. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman's so cool. Right. Um, I had that conversation with Andrew last week.
6: As long as Aquaman, like, jumps through two buildings, um, in a, in a, crazy car sure. I'd be okay with that.
1: <laughs> I would sweet. watch the hell out of that movie
2: <laughs> um very last thing that I have uh which probably means that I miss some stuff but uh there's a trailer that came out for um the red dragon story that's in Hannibal for the, the rest of this season uh and it looks amazing I'm I'm behind on the show but this trailer is so good that I need to catch up it it makes you know as much as I like the movie red dragon I think it's actually one of uh for Ratner's best movies um Ah, this looks really good.
0: That's saying so, a lot, too. Brett Ratner's put out some great stuff. I, I, oh, could you, you're right. A, have you seen Hercules? <laughs> I'm going to watch it again for my comic book movie binge. Oh man, why? Because it's a comic book. It's based on a graphic novel. Really? Yeah.
3: Hmm.
2: Interesting. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't that. No, I didn't. It looks really good, though. So people should go check out the that trailer for the the rest of the season of Hannibal, the last season of Hannibal no so depressing yeah James. it's i'm just happy that they at least are getting the tooth fairy in there because it this looks awesome and just well oh. think of it this way too they'll have 36
0: high quality episodes
2: yeah oh yeah no it, when they canceled that's what i said it, that show never should have gotten off season one it certainly never should have gotten three seasons because it shouldn't be on television and it's amazing so cool did i miss nice. anything? Uh, anything i don't anywhere? remember all right cool that's news this is the
0: stuff we watched this week.
4: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Uh, I, The Exorcist, I've seen it 186 times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to start um, changing our interstitials to be movie quotes. And for the what we've been watching, I want it to be that quote from Beetlejuice. The only funny part in Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't seen Beetlejuice in years, but I know he's only in the movie for like six minutes. True. And he's mm-hmm. really good in it. Mm-hmm. you know when he's like nice fucking model <laughs> what'd you watch this week sir
1: i didn't watch that much stuff um i watched what did i watch last night um house of the devil Have you guys seen
3: that oh was yeah it, i love that yeah. movie
1: it was pretty good it was about what i thought it was gonna
0: be ty west is a cool director yeah. you mean a horror movie well yeah,
1: yeah that it, uh, it's more suspense yeah it, it, yeah it's it's very i'd say it's, it's very almost 70s ish exactly like i think slow burn it's a love letter to rosemary's baby yeah and that's exactly what i expected it to be and that's exactly what it was
6: um i think the most shocking part is when that one girl's in her car and that was yeah. window gets <laughs> yeah that's pretty great. in yeah. yeah other than that it's pretty tame yeah it's yeah. a really
0: slow building it's kind of one of those ones where it relies on atmosphere a lot right and it, but I think it's a, I, I really like Ty West so yeah. I really like that movie I liked
1: it I probably won't watch it again but it was good it
6: was good for one watch you know what's cool when it came out Um, you could get it on VHS like they had a VHS bundle that's, <laughs> that's really yeah. cool
1: and that's I'm, honestly I think that's, that's all I watched
0: <laughs> so House of the Devil watch it one time and then fuck it Yeah. and, then, <laughs>
1: and you know what just fast forward to the end you will be fine and then go watch <laughs> The Innkeepers
0: yeah watch The Innkeepers that's his other one it's really good, it looks, that, good? that one's pretty creepy yeah I'm um, really interested in that one. Yeah,
2: but I haven't seen it uh, yet. You, it's like, like Clerks in Hotel, though. Do you think you'd yeah. watch it more than once?
0: Yeah, I've watched it, I've watched it a couple times. Yeah, I, I watch right. it because I like commentaries and stuff. I don't know if you care about that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, it moves faster than House of the Devil. I think that, yeah, that one's pretty good. That
2: one's good. <laughs> there you go, Andrew. Raved reviews. Innkeepers, he'd watch it more than once. Yes. <laughs> I'd hope so. He has it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Brad, what would you watch this week? Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. He has another list.
2: <laughs> Anytime that he has to turn his phone on.
6: No, I just can't remember. Oh, okay. I wrote it down. He has been I up watched... a lot lately. You what?
0: Know. you've been up late yeah, lately and...
6: doing a lot of stuff. Um, I watched, uh, while I was working, I threw Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey on in the background. First time <laughs> I've ever seen it. And, um, it's silly <laughs> <laughs> out there. Um, very odd that like one of their, like, they'll call someone a fag and then do the air guitar. <laughs> like, like, it's cool? <laughs> yeah, like, it's cool. Like, it's just a casual...
0: Yeah. I didn't... Because I noticed in movies from that time, they do say that a lot. And I never knew it was, like, a casual thing to make fun of somebody for. Yeah. It's, like, a derogatory term.
6: Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, Yeah, the, the premise is Bill and Ted get killed by their robot counterparts. Mm-hmm. And uh his, their robot counterparts counterparts just uh make them look bad while they're running around the afterlife trying to figure out how to come back to the real world and then uh william sadler who's like the villain from diehard yeah uh is deaf <laughs> the grim reaper which uh i didn't know until now was, i thought it was funny just because you know he's like this goofy grim reaper guy <laughs> yeah. um so yeah it was just silly and then are you, um, are you
0: clamoring for the third one <laughs> not really i mean
6: <laughs> the first one's alex winter funny really wants it to happen
0: yeah because he doesn't do anything else, <laughs> <laughs> he directs that stuff. It's actually. like Dan Aykroyd with Ghostbusters.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he's a filmmaker now. I think. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's making like vodka or something yeah. like that.
6: Yeah, that makes sense. He, he makes that skull head. Yeah, skull head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's really into
2: crystal skulls.
6: But yeah, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like, I think, is a funny movie, but it's never like been near and dear to my heart. So, mm-hmm. like, a third one, I'm like, yeah, I Whatever. Think they're just silly.
0: Like, I don't think they're cinematic. I've never said, man, they should make a third one of this. (laughs) They don't say dude enough. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Oh, and then, um, uh, what's his name? George Carlin, like. Yeah. He's part of the charm of it, and obviously he won't be around for the third one, so. What? Why? Oh, by the way, James.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know what we should do for George Carlin? We should, um, play that scene from Jay and Silent Bob where he talks about giving head. Okay. These are the rules of the road.
4: Sucks balls, man. How come we ain't getting no rides?
5: Cause you're doing it all wrong. You gotta give the driver a little incentive.
4: Like how? Like this. Yeah, but what happens when they pick you up and you don't make with the head? Don't they kick your ass to the curb?
5: Sure, if you don't make with the head. Yeah! Hey, if it'll get me a couple hundred miles across the country, I'll take a shot in the mouth. Yeah, but we ain't gay. Don't be so suburban. It's the new millennium. Gay, straight, it's all the same now. There are no more lines.
4: Well, there's a line, and on this side of it, we ain't gay.
5: Hey, all the hitches do this. Why do you think people pick us up? If you get a ride, it's expected. I don't care who the driver is the first rule in the book. What book? The unwritten book of the road.
0: You did pretty good with the Magnolia one. I did, but it took me a long time to find it. It, it was, was so long. It was great. All right, hold on.
2: I almost cried listening to it again. It's like, it was like...
0: Fucking piece of shit! Why do you need it to? You already have a long break. What do you need another one for? No, it's because
2: you want me to come back and have us have a conversation about something that isn't in the show. Anyway, so
0: whatever. why does it matter? What do you like, a professional? Fuck this guy. I wanted to make okay. Some... Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Speaking of George Carlin, and I forgot to write it down. Is uh, I've been trying to watch Jersey Girl.
0: Yeah.
2: You don't like it? Is there a problem? You you know, it's a...
6: all right. Like it's not as terrible as. You know, even Kevin Smith makes it out <laughs> yeah. to be sometimes. I've um, seen it in years, I don't remember. Yeah, it's just bland. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the last time I really saw it was in the theater with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, wait- we were just kind of sitting through the whole movie waiting for Jane and Bob- Style Bob to show up <laughs> right? in some capacity. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just bland. I know we
0: always make fun of the DVD art because it was like Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler kissing on the front and it's like a new movie from Kevin Smith. And he's like in the corner waving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
6: just cause you, you'll have no interest in this movie otherwise. <laughs> yeah.
0: Never um, Jane's and Bob. They're not in this movie or as dick jokes,
3: right?
6: Yeah, but on Netflix, I'd play it and then fall asleep like quickly, like thirty minutes into it. And I'd try again, another thirty minutes, and then finally, I just really want to
0: see J Lo die over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
6: That's the best part for sure. Um Yeah, and then it's weird, like between the Sweeney Todd thing at the end, mm-hmm. the musical, like their version of it, and then there's the one in the office that Andy does, and then there's the actual Johnny Depp Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like, a, there's a lot of Sweeney Todd. It's a very, like, very referenced. infamous musical. Yeah, which I don't think is that great of a musical. But. <laughs> no, I think it's yeah.
2: awesome. It's really good. Yeah, I like it. He just
6: runs around like cutting throats and making pies out of people. Like, yeah, where's the? Yeah,
0: that's when Tim Burton actually tries though. <laughs> He's not trying to sell Hot Topic T-shirts. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, and then the last thing I saw with Henry Jarvis was a uh, Terminator 2: Shocking Dark.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. How is it?
6: Uh, it's good if you don't have assholes distracting you the whole time. Oh, son of a bitch. Actually, it's not that good. It's just, it's really, <laughs> it's like a shitty aliens knockoff. Yeah. Um, and really the only Terminatory parts of it are like, you know how in each alien movie they se- seem to want to regurgitate the surprise that one of them's an android. Yeah. Um, well, except one of them's a cyborg and it's the Terminator, <laughs> you know, it's okay. the Arnold style Terminator. So
0: tell me the difference between android and cyborg.
6: An uh, android is all like... Robotic parts. A cyborg has like flesh and blood, integrated yeah, right. into it. So technically,
2: technically, Terminator is a cyborg because it has flesh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think cyborg. Like when I think of a cyborg, I really think of like it's a person to start with. Like it mm-hmm. really is. Like it's got a person's brain, but it, like like RoboCop is a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Like it's a dude's brain inside of a robot. Like that's a cyborg. Data is um, an android. Data is to... an android because there's no gotcha. It's all synthetic. humanity to him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Or, like, the aliens, or the robots and aliens are cyborgs. But
6: a cyborg doesn't have to be a person, though. It could be, like, a dog with, like, organic parts to it, too. Do
0: you know Lucasfilm owns the name Android? Just putting it out there. Well, Droid.
2: Yeah, Droid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Droid is his. Android is before him. But he still loves it, though. (laughs) Yeah. Him
3: and his turkey
0: neck.
6: It's like he's getting all that (laughs) Android cell phone money because of it.
2: Yeah. Cool. Uh, That's it for me. Oh, oh, okay. James. Um, just a couple of things. I, like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm not finished, but I'm watching through the rogue cut of X-Men, um, because it's two and a half hours long. I know, I got it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I've watched like a good chunk of the part with rogue and like, hey, guess what? Rogue's in that movie now. Um, there's a lot of little pits that are added to it as well. And those are actually really good. I have it chilling on my shelf because I really liked like the DVD
0: artwork for it. Yeah. Um, but I, I read that it's just a bunch of, extended scenes like each no. scene's just a little longer
2: yeah and there's a there is a subplot about with like with rogue and they have to go get rogue mm-hmm. and it's like a, a few minutes like it's not huge um i think there may be some payoff later on cuz some there are some things that are very different because of that mm. um i don't want to give it away too much but like clearly they must have done some pickups because there's like there's things that happen to characters where you're like, well, wait. In the original the- theatrical cut, like that that would mm. be a huge difference. Um, so I'm sort of excited to see how it, that part ends. But um, the other thing is, I watched um, I rewatched the Book of Eli this week for the first time in a few years, um, which is it's a Gary Whitta script from the Hughes Brothers um, with Denzel Washington, um, and that movie's really good. Has, has anybody else seen mm-hmm. that movie? Yeah, I
3: love that movie. Okay.
2: That movie's really underrated. Like, it's a solid post-apocalyptic movie with a cool plot to it that is very... It's tight. It has a point. it It's A to B to C fairly efficiently. Um, Denzel Washington is awesome. I think the... Ryan, you haven't seen it? I have seen it. Oh, okay. No. All right. Um, so the, the twist that ends up in that movie
0: is... Don't you remember, like, six months ago, you yelled at me on the podcast because I spoiled the twist?
2: Oh, uh, that may sound familiar. Yeah, it's a, it's. <laughs> no, an interesting... I remember it. Okay, uh, you might not. I do. I went home and cried. It's <laughs> like, dude, that movie's like eight years old. <laughs> hey, hey, five. It's only five years old. Is it? Man. Yeah, only yeah. five. Yeah, it's wow. two thousand ten. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So the uh, the twist is one where if you say it out loud, it sounds like it would be really dumb. But I think they actually do a really decent job mm-hmm. of handling it in the because th- even as I was watching it this time, because I kind of remembered like having a few reservations about it after the first time i saw it and so as i'm watching the end and they're getting right up to the point where they're going to reveal it i'm like well wait a second like why isn't this character doing this in order like if he did this now we'd, we'd already know this this reveal and then there are there are a lot of like they explain away a lot of those things where you're like well, wait why doesn't he open the book now if he opened the book now we would know what was going on and then you're like oh well the book is actually locked and i didn't realize that and like you know so um,
1: are, are you saying that it's better knowing it's better watching it again knowing what like the revelation is in it
2: i don't know actually i feel like i was distracted this time because i knew the revelation and i was like it had been so long that i was trying to like i was trying to piece it apart. revelation no 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 (laughs) um it's
0: all gaudy and preachy
2: it's but it's not that preachy it's not (laughs) so easy it's like it's just not it's um like yes it is very gaudy but it is not why
0: james loves
2: it it is yeah i when I we think were it's
0: a, at uh the driven premiere and the guy sat down he was talking about the gospel of stevenson which is this vampire movie where he's talking about turning people it's like a cult and it deals with religion james is like huh? <laughs> because
2: it's, that is actually really fast and even watching no, that I trailer think, i was I like, mean, that's a cool idea for a, for a movie where it's you know it's like true blood only instead of being like they you know he's coming out into the open and revealing like hey i can give everybody eternal life who went, who wants on the who wants on the vampire train? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, um, I think I think Denzel Washington's really cool. Um
0: He was doing like the Liam Neeson before Liam Neeson was, you know, reinventing yeah. himself as an action star. Yeah.
2: Um Mia Kunis is really good in that. Gary Oldman. Um, so yeah, people should check it out. I actually like as soon as I was done, I was like, I have to take this to my folks because I don't know why I never had them watch it, but it's a cool movie. Um so and it may I didn't even check to see if it was on Netflix because I own it. But if it is people yeah. should people should go see it. Uh, and then the very last thing is I went and saw Trainwreck last night. Nice. Um, which Ryan, you've seen Trainwreck. I did see Trainwreck. Did anybody this week. else see Trainwreck? Are we just going to talk about it in what we've been watching? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Because I mean, we're not going to do a review for it, right? Right. So we'll just yeah. transition into yours. Cool. And, um So I went and saw it last night at the Alamo. Um, I think it's really funny. It is funny. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it, you know, it. I was actually shocked. It's more rom com than I
0: thought it was going to be. Totally. Because uh, it, you know, Amy Schumer. And I actually think she's really funny, and I think her show is mm-hmm. pretty funny. But she plays it pretty straight mm-hmm. as a romantic comedy, and I think maybe that's why it worked because I think everybody was expecting her to be really goofy and out there, but she played it pretty straight except the role reversal where she's the one who's the problem and it's not really the guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's funny.
2: Yeah, I think that it's really funny. I I, I laughed a lot, really hard through the mo- whole movie. People should go see this if you like this kind of movie. For sure. I'm going to say a couple of things that are problems that I have with it, Mm -hmm. or just like concerns that I have, but they are not anything against the movie. The movie's really solid. Okay? Um, I do think if you take out, if you take out all the parts that are funny, it is a very simple story. It is that same, it's that same story you've seen a bunch of times just reversed basically. Mm Um, which you could say of a lot of movies, right? Like this no, but is you're a movie right. Where if the they, didn't, if they didn't it.
0: make Amy Schumer and she wasn't dirty in it, it'd just be a romantic comedy. Yeah, Um, yeah, you know, one of those unfunny ones.
2: Yeah, and so that's why I got distracted a couple times in the movie because I didn't. I don't. I don't really care for. I. I don't follow Amy Schumer. Is the way I should say it. Uh, So I went and saw this movie because I really love Judd Apatow movies, mm-hmm. and for me. There are probably 50 other directors in Hollywood who could have made this movie and could have made it just as good. Mm-hmm. Like, my problem is that I don't think, I don't even know that it's that he didn't love this movie. I think he probably really likes this movie and is really proud of what he made. It's not the movie I wanted from him. Well, like, he,
0: uh, I can tell you a backstory behind sure. it. Sure. Is he wanted Amy Schumer to write a movie and he said he would direct it so it would be made. Oh, okay. So he did it so he she could make a movie? Oh, okay, well then now, that, cool. That sounds bad. She probably could have done it anyways, but she wasn't as a hot commodity last year. Yeah. So if Judd Apatow, who's made great movies, says, "Hey, I want to make this movie," and we've already written the script, um, then it's going to get made. It's going to get made.
2: Yeah. And so that that is sort of my problem is that like in the in the pantheon of Judd apatow movies for me this is the weakest one just because it is yeah and it's, it's not really it's a Judd
0: apatow movie though
2: well, well yeah this feels like a movie produced by Judd apatow yeah not a Judd apatow yeah movie. no the fact exactly. that he didn't write it me, what it makes me realize i guess is that i don't care about him as a director i care about him as a writer um <laughs> and that's what i guess i didn't know that until this movie mm. um it's kind of like going and seeing cop out you know it's yeah. like hey you did fine it's a fine movie i enjoyed myself please don't do this again Uh, it's not um i don't know know. i mean
0: i'll highlight some things Uh, there's one part that made me really uncomfortable when amy does like the walk of shame and my wife had this laugh like she's done it before (laughs) you know it's 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 really it is a really uncomfortable uh but besides that i think she's actually really good i didn't know she's such a great actress um, I think Colin Quinn as her father was great in it. Yeah.
2: Um, that whole, that whole storyline is really yeah, good.
0: And LeBron James was funny. I didn't think he could be f- funny, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you put athletes in stuff. They're just awful. Dan Marino and um, <laughs> Ace Ventura.
2: John Cena is hilarious. Oh, John
0: Cena's great. Oh my god. I, I just love it because he's this gay guy who doesn't know he's gay. So he always says he's really weird gay stuff. <laughs> um, so they're talking dirty while they're having sex, and he says like these really stupid there's things. There's
2: no I in team.
3: Yeah. Then he when
0: he but starts. There's
2: an iron win. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: When he starts getting into it, he's talking about how he's working out with all the guys at the gym. <laughs> it's really funny. You well, but that that it.
2: ties in. I don't even know that it's that he's because they don't go. They don't get real specific and say that he's gay and doesn't know it. No.
0: Because he. But remember in the movie theater though, he's saying all those gay things. That yeah, that he says I things that doesn't. I'll punch you so hard you'll, you'll it. fill in your dick hole. Because I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the um. That, like the scene where the two of them break up mm-hmm. is one of the most honest scenes. Oh yeah, of the movie. I know. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, he's like you're and an I, I think he fits into <laughs> that whole like role reversal part of the movie because LeBron James does the same thing. Yeah. Um. Where, uh, like he's got yeah. You're right. John Cena has these lines where it's like he talks about the fact that he and all of the other guys he works out with like talk about their relationships when they're at the gym <laughs> yeah. and like how they feel and all this stuff and you're like that's you know clearly what would obviously mm-hmm. be. On the, on the female spectrum, uh, in any other horrible movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know that it's that he's gay. It's just like, it's just she takes all those roles and gives it to him. Mm. Um, but that scene in the theater is, and all, oh, yeah. all, all improv. I look like Mark Wahlberg, eight Mark Wahlberg asshole. <laughs> all of those lines in that movie theater are all just John Cena improving. Like, really? he's genuinely That's really funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole feature read online that, um. Well, you have to be good to be in sports entertainment. Well, here, actually, I'm just going to play it, because I think this is hilarious. So, hold on.
4: Amy.
5: Is that wine in a box? Mm -hmm. We had this idea that Amy would have a boyfriend, and we thought, what kind of boyfriend can she be awful to, where the audience won't be very mad at Amy? So, we thought, well, maybe he's just in incredible shape. Yeah, John Cena. He
6: just, he blew our minds
5: wonderful film. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. Shut up. Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg's like 150 pounds. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. When <laughs> <laughs> we did the theater scene, all that improv stuff, it was a lot of fun. Why like will like you get crazy up in here? You like movies? We'll make a movie. Oh, we'll make mama say knock you out. He said some of the strangest things I've ever heard. That's right, Martin Lawrence. I'm on that drank right now. Oh, really? Okay. That's yeah. what it Believe is. it. I'm dangerous now. I did not write most of his lines. I will make your world horrible. You understand? You like jokes? You funny man? Comedian? (laughs) He just would open his mouth and it would fly out. See, I'm an easy target because I'm big. Yeah, that's right. Walk around. I'm an easy target. Everybody wants to shoot all over me. That's fine. And I'm like, what? I have to be loud. If I'm loud, they'll think I can actually fight. You know that I'm a horrible fighter. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. I don't want to get in a fight with this guy. Maybe a rapper or something. I can call me no damn you rapper. You did call your rapper. So if you want to see a funny R-rated comedy with some moments that you would never expect, just go see this movie. We can just silence the violence. Watch the movie, okay? Silence the violence. That's a Public Enemy reference. No, no, a Public Enemy reference would be you want to find out if nine one one is a joke? Because we can take it straight to the terror dome, all right? I bought Fight the Power. Oh, this son of a bitch I watch Spike Lee movies. He's doing quotes. Movie quotes. Don't. Okay?
2: Do the right thing.
5: Do Let's do the right thing.
2: Yeah, so it's just, like, the fact that he can just sit there and off the cuff, like say all of that i think it's hilarious well i tell everybody
0: it's it's hard to be in the wwe like going out (laughs) there and being able to cut promos off the top of your head why do you think the Rock's such a great actor
2: because he's able to do it too yeah i would love to see john cena start to do that and and be in more movies than just like (laughs) the marine
0: (laughs) oh that's right he wasn't that
2: Uh oh yeah he's been an actor for a long time yeah he's just never been the rock
0: no he's not as uh, charismatic as a rock i don't think he can carry a movie
2: no, but he hand. could You've be seen his fucking guns. He could be a dude in a like Expendables movie. Oh, he and I could think be, he'd yeah. be fine.
0: Like he could be like in a Predator movie.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. He just couldn't be. He couldn't be Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, his character. exactly. He could be the other dude who gets killed like three quarters of the way through. Yeah.
6: He's already had a bunch of movies. Remember, um,
2: the Marine Two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or sixteen rounds.
6: Oh yeah, the Marine. That's what I thought. I Add another guy in my rounds? head. That's right. Yeah, sixteen yeah. rounds. Yeah.
2: I know a lot about John Cena movies you I've never seen. Are you a John
0: Cena fan? <laughs> nope. You
2: can't see me?
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think Trainwreck was fun.
2: Yeah, I do too. I think people should go see it. Yeah, system. absolutely. I think it's,
0: really funny. it's a fun
2: movie. I just really want, I want Jed Apatow to go write another movie. Yeah, I'm um, sure he will. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But,
0: anyway. Um, I watched uh, a lot of things this week. I rewatched It Follows last night. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, looks amazing on Blu-ray. I really uh, want to see that. It's, um, it's a great movie. It's it's one of my favorite movies from the year because it has such a great sense of dread. And I think the way it's shot is really smart. And in fact, I picked up shots I didn't notice before. Um, when the kid is driving past the prostitutes, if you look in the rear view menu, <laughs> mirror, he's being followed. Like the things behind really? him. Really? Yeah. Oh, and the, so,
2: the very contentious Real Nerds podcast scene of yes. him going driving. But by no, the I mean,
0: rewatching it, I agree with you. Um, really? The ending,
2: yeah. Oh, um, wow. So, I, I, for uh, people who
6: haven't heard that episode I, what was your okay thing? so
2: i i was of the opinion that he he drives past the prostitutes and does not sleep with them passing on the, the curse mm-hmm. and that the end of the movie is him him at the very least knowingly being followed yeah the question is well or so for me i end that movie saying one of them is being followed they are in love they both know one of them is being followed and will live the rest of their lives being followed and okay with the fact that death is eventually going to catch them, Um which to me is, like, this very, like, kind of heartwarming and uplifting. Like, I think it's a horror movie that ends with a, like, hey, you're going to die and it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. I
0: always wonder too, when I was watching, I said, what if you got on a plane and, like, flew to, I don't know, fucking Ireland? How long would it take for that thing to get there?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, we we had this whole conversation. <laughs> but, with it. But, but I, I guess, guess it I might think, be able to... When you first saw it, you read it... Uh, and I don't think either of these is wrong. No, no. I read but, it that he did, and it killed it, them
0: so fast that it yeah, caught up to yeah, him. Yeah,
2: that, that, that scene was the, the it but, getting back to him. But when I rewatched
0: it and I saw the thing in the rearview mirror, I'm like, he did. He just kept on going because he realized he could never get away from it. Right. And that's why that film is so smart. Um,
2: well, either either that or... Or that he's, he drives up there and there's this moment, there's this choice he has where he can he's like, I can pass this thing on. A, I can have sex with a prostitute and pass this on to them, not only cursing them, but doing something that I wouldn't otherwise do. Like being a person I, I didn't intend on being because of this curse. Mm-hmm. Or I can not and be okay with where I am. And so for me, that's that's yeah, the choice he and, and
0: it makes sense too because the director does a lot of shots of that boy longing to be with that girl yeah and i think he made that choice that he said you know what i want to be with her and i'll and i think it's a way of two of him protecting her mm-hmm. that he always has to be around because oh, i like that if he's around then and he dies then yeah you
2: know because what they never answer in the movie is like if they're together and he has sex with her does it go back to her yeah, or does it just stay works. with him? I don't know. Cuz I works. I like that a lot if mm-hmm. is, if it stays with him and he's just like, "You know what? If it's following me, I know where it is and I can protect her." Yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, that's if,
0: sweet. Yeah, watch it again cuz he does a lot of like watching her and making sure she's okay. Um the only bummer is the Blu-ray only has this really small featurette on it oh shoot and then it has i haven't listened to the commentary yet but it's not even with the director it's hosted by nerdist and a bunch of people uh horror writers huh i heard it's really good but i would really like to hear what the director had to say (sighs) yeah but maybe he's doing it on purpose and i respect that like a spielberg so yeah um but yeah it looks great on blu-ray and the sound is amazing on blu-ray cool um so definitely check it out um i went and saw love and mercy with my cousin lisa and love and mercy is the brian wilson um biography uh biographical film. Um it stars Paul Dano as a young Brian Wilson, and he's amazing in the film. He really, really is good. John Cusack plays uh Brian
2: Wilson in the eighties and he's not as good as Paul Dano. Aww. Um he is is, it, is he not good or is he not as good as Paul Dano? <laughs> There's if, if, here's here's my problem <laughs> oh, with it. Shoot. Is Paul Dano because
0: if you don't know the story of Brian Wilson is he's a musical genius. But he also suffers from schizophrenia, and he hears voices in his head. But it was amplified when he started using drugs. Mm-hmm. So he started using drugs and kind of went crazy. and, um,
2: and tried, to, it, tried to kill himself. Yeah, and it, so
0: he he was basically just a shell of who he used to be. And the film is really interesting because it shows his relationship with his doctor and his entourage and how they were basically enabling him to be this way Mm. they would over prescribe him drugs Mm. and it it, it's a really cute story because it opens with paul dano starting to um figure out how or brian wilson trying to figure out pet sounds which is considered one of the greatest albums of all time Mm. and then it cuts to 1980s with brian wilson trying to buy a cadillac and elizabeth banks who's the best actor in this movie she plays Mm. this girl named melinda and she is a cadillac dealer and brian wilson is all weird and he's talking to in this Cadillac and and she's a little scared of him at first but then she starts to slowly start to like him and she starts dating him but he always has his entourage around her they're always pumping him full of drugs and they're in charge of his money and And is is
2: this Paul Dano or is this this is John John Jesus okay so the Paul Dano part
0: is shot like a documentary like they're showing you him recording pet sounds oh wow and his career through that so then it flashes forward to uh, John Cusack shot like a normal movie, okay. where he's just falling in love with this girl named Melinda, and it's just a really fascinating movie. The only bummer is it's kind of slow moving, and it takes away. But it's one of those movies too that I love the Beach Boy songs. that as I'm li- watching the movie and they start playing "Wouldn't It Be Nice" and you know all that other stuff, you get really happy watching. I'm like, oh, I love this song. Um, but pa- Paul Dano is amazing in it. Mm. Um, just seeing him deteriorate and it's really sad how Brian Wilson kind of deteriorated mm-hmm. and how the other beach boys kind of got fed up with him because he had these ideas for making music, which are now considered, you know, innovative. And at the time they're saying, dude, why don't we just go do what we do? We sell millions of records by doing harmonies and singing about the songs. And he said, dude, surfers don't like our songs. Um, so it's a really, it's a really well-made film. Um, I, I th- you should see it. I don't think you have to rush out and see it. It's one you could probably rent um the performances are great and i think elizabeth banks is the best in the movie
3: Hmm.
0: um just a little thing she does and um and paul giamatti plays his manager doctor and he's like a scumbag and he's really scary and and he does a great job you know paul giamatti yeah um so yeah i i definitely i'd get it or if you're bored one afternoon i'd go watch it i think you'll i think you'll be all right um i also saw uh mickey donald and goofy the three musketeers Oh. Um, it's a cute little cartoon. It's not obviously not like in the upper echelon of Disney cartoons, but if you want to watch Mickey, Donald and Goofy be the three musketeers and fight peg leg Pete, Hey, you can do a lot worse. Uh. And I was actually reading that that's the first time Pete had a peg leg since like the thirties. Like they got rid of his peg leg and, um, cause they had to, <laughs> this Blu-ray for the Mickey, Donald and Goofy has more special features than it follows. <laughs> I mean, it's Disney. I know they always yeah, put a I, lot of stuff on it, but still
2: yeah i'm just saying <laughs> that, that's what they did yeah. um that potentially the best horror movie of the year or maybe <laughs> years has a weaker than like yeah that's too bad yeah so that's what i watched
0: cool yeah it was fun yeah uh we're gonna take a quick break andrew needs to kill himself a little bit so uh, <laughs> we'll be back after these messages from the real nerds podcast
2: we don't have any messages
4: and now a message from the power rangers
3: This is my ball. He's taking our ball! The Sinatops! Sabertooth Tiger!
4: Train us for it! Power Power Ranger! Ranger! Let's wow. get him, team! Wow, Power Ranger! You guys sure you want to start a fight? we are just doing what the Power Rangers would do? Not. There's never any question about the monsters you see on TV. But this isn't TV. It's real life. Just because you think someone's wrong doesn't mean you should attack them.
2: But he took
4: our ball. Do you mean like this ball? Yeah! Hey, yeah, his ball looks like ours. Barry, sorry ganged up on you like that. That's cool.
0: So that PSA totally reminded me. I did have one more movie. And I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. Yeah. And it's a horror film. And Scream Factory is so cool about putting out shit horror films. Oh. And it's called Cellar Dweller. Oh,
4: my goodness. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. So in Cellar Dweller is about a comic book artist who is is Jeffrey Combs. If you know who Jeffrey Combs is, he's in like *Reanimator* And he's really goofy. Uh, The Frighteners, for maybe a little more mainstream people. I love The Frighteners. Um Anyways, he's a comic book writer and an artist in the vein of like Tells from the Crypt or EC comics. And this movie is only like 74 minutes long. So it's really short. And so at the beginning, he opens up this pentagram shaped book and in it, it has the beast. And that's where he gets the inspiration for his new monster in his comic. So he draws the beast. And when he draws the beast um it comes to life
6: you're saying it like that because of the what we do in the shadows
0: yeah <laughs> thank, you. thank you for picking up my joke yeah. <laughs> um, anybody else there hello <laughs> um anyways and that'll tie into what's coming out next week uh so he he draws it and it and he's drawing the monster killing this lady with her shirt like open like the, oh is it the draw yeah oh my god this is such a cool poster so it's like the poster but you actually see her tits oh um so he draws that and he goes upstairs and he comes back down and the monster's there killing that chick that way. And he's, he realizes that because he drew it, that that's why the monster is alive. So he burns the papers that he drew the monster on. But by doing so, he catches on fire too and dies. So cut forward to like, I don't know, 30, oh. 30 40 years later.
2: I thought maybe that was the whole movie. I no. was like, whoa.
0: That's whoa, like, whoa, that's whoa. like the t- 15 minute prologue. Um, so cut to, 30 years later, and now it's like a writer's artist retreat. And this girl now is a comic book artist, and she's drawing horror comics, too. And the old lady, head of the art place, looks down on her because she draws comics. I don't know. The story shit. Um, <laughs> written by uh, Don Mancini, who wrote Child's Play. Um, anyways, so she's there. And they won't let her in the cellar because that's where that one guy died in the fire. And they blamed him for like murdering some the chick, whatever. So eventually she talks her way to being in the cellar. And guess what? She finds, guys, the book with the beast. And so she finds it and she draws the beast again. And he comes back and he starts eating people. But whatever she draws, like the, the people there are mean to her. So she would draw a comic page with a monster eating them. And so whatever she draws happens. And the monster looks like um, John Beekler did it, and he did Friday the 13th Part 7, Troll, a bunch of horror films. And uh the monster in it looks like a reject from his movie Troll. Have you ever seen Troll? Troll's a shit movie. Um, <laughs> but the movie's super gory, and it has lots of tits in it, and it's not good. But in a way, it has like the late 80s animatronic horror ch- charm to it. So there's this one part where the monster is chasing this uh lady who's videotaping the girl it's i don't know like i said but anyway he's chasing this girl and he chops off her head and so you see him go Roar! and then it cuts their like the head flying off and then the next cut is him like eating her foot and then he he like eats everybody's foot in it <laughs> the monster does um so yeah did you say he has a foot fetish <laughs> yes so cellar dweller i didn't watch the catacombs which is the second movie on there yet But um, I bet you're missing out on that one. If it's anything like Cellar Dweller, I don't know. It had, like, an 80s charm to it. It's not a great movie, but when I was a kid, I used to love it, and I don't know why. Maybe because it had tits, (laughs) I'm guessing, and a monster-eating feet. Yep, that's (sighs) Cellar Dweller, guys. That's the movie I remembered. I forgot. (laughs) And it's funny, too, because they always show this part where he always... It's so hard to do visual stuff on a podcast. So, like, when you stand up and you're supposed to be imposing, you know, you kind of, the last thing you bring up is like your chest and it's like slow rising. Every time the monster shows up on screen, that's what he does. But there's obviously not a very big budget for this film. And every time Beekler, who's not a good director, would shoot the monster after he would look really big, he'd be like as tall as the actors. (laughs) So, there's like a Rob Liefeld uh, comic book. (laughs) Gotcha. And there's no special features on it.
2: That's too bad because I love the the poster. I know, yeah. Catacombs does have a commentary. Is there a magical um, treasure chest that opens up and like was bro? (laughs) Oh, okay, all right. Oh, okay, cool, good.
0: And it's funny too. They obviously had different people working on the comic book art because sometimes it looked really great and then other times it looked horrible. And it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be the same the same artist in the movie. Yeah, but clearly not. It's clearly not. Yeah, like the monster looked great and then the people looked like shit. Yeah, and it had this really weird thing at the end. Oh, so this was like
2: Rob Life, <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: So it had this weird thing at the end where she realized if she drew the monster like being chained up, it'd be chained up, whatever. And all the monster people, it, the monster killed, she drew again. It and took so, her
2: the whole movie yeah. to figure that out. And so they all come back, job. and it has
0: this really like corny music playing, and then she burns the page with the monster on it, but by doing so, she also burns all those people alive. So no, she, so that's the lesson of the movie. <laughs>
6: Yeah. Why didn't she just draw the monster with like its head blown off or something?
2: Right. Yeah,
0: I don't know why she drew it chained up.
2: People why didn't are she? Draw, why movies. didn't she draw a book and trap the monster? Like, why <laughs> didn't she draw the monster trapped in a book so that it would go back in the original book? She's
6: like a shitty Green Lantern. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you mean like Green Lantern? <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's what I watch.
0: What's coming out on Blu-ray?
2: <sighs> DVD releases and blu ray uh, this week is way cheaper than last week is, thankfully uh, So the first one, I, I'm not even kidding, the first one on the list is Kung Fu Killer Which is a Donnie Yen movie uh, I guess he's popular or something, right. I don't know um, So then we've got Madhouse with Vincent Price is getting a Blu-ray release this week which uh, have we got Peter Cushing, it's an interesting trailer It's just a lot of random shit thrown together on a horror trailer Or it's on Mad a horror, House, horror poster um, Have you seen it? No Oh I'm just well, by the name. yeah. There's a skull, and the skull's got some blood and a and a spider on it. And then there's Why a du- there's a dude with a candle, like poking around a corner, like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Like, uh, yeah. And then you got Vincent Price in the back, dressed up like a ghost or something. Anyway, um, cemetery without crosses, which is an old looking Western movie. Um, That's a cool title. It is. It's a really cool title. Uh, I madman. I think this is this one a screen, screen factory. I have yeah. It coming. Yeah, it's like a pulp noir movie. Um, that I've never seen cool. Let's see Spend the night with a madman Is the tagline uh, Or all the, there's also uh, Theirs is not a storybook romance Because it's this lady And she's in the she's in the library Reading a book called I, Madman And behind her is a madman With a syringe Oh no,
0: it's uh, Scream Factory so I'll get it Not to be confused with Madman Which is also an 80s slasher film
2: <laughs> Not to be confused with the comic book hero Madman
6: um, or the AMC show Mad Men.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Ancient Aliens has a seventh season coming out this week. So.
0: he keep releasing that, and they don't
2: release American Pickers. Uh, yeah, American ridiculous. Pickers is their most highly rated show on history. Uh-huh. But, but uh, somehow they took the idea. So there was this one time where somebody, somebody got really, really high and thought, what if there were aliens around a long time ago? And they took that idea and made seven seasons of bullshit about it. I know, I can't stand
0: that show because they always, they'll always say, like, they'll have the pyramid and they'll go, Man, how did they build that pyramid? And then the narrator go, Was it aliens? No,
2: <laughs> it wasn't aliens.
0: It was slaves, guys. I'm not saying it was aliens,
6: but it was aliens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked that back in I college. Minions, just because that guy it? was so crazy. I think God, it was a minion. Fuck you. <laughs>
6: Um, Wouldn't it be funny if they did release American Pickers on DVD and then, you know, 30, 40 years from now, they're doing garage (laughs) sales and stuff so I was picking them out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing is they do have like four volumes, but it's only like I have two of them because they were on sale on Amazon for like three bucks each. But they only have like four episodes on each one. Oh, I don't want to put them on fucking seasons.
2: Yeah, they need to they need to put them out on DVD and then have a unskippable trailer for ancient aliens on the beginning of every episode.
0: (laughs) The dude with crazy hair.
2: Yeah. Uh, Boris Karlov's Black Sabbath is coming out this week. Oh, fuck. That's Black Sunday, guys. It's a really cool-looking poster. Um, basically, you've got the Headless Horseman running by, and there are a bunch of busty ladies going, ah! See, I like that stuff. Yeah, That's it's why I got really, Vampire
0: Lovers on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah. it's a, I think he's also flying. It's a flying Headless Horseman. Like his horse is just... Why wouldn't he fly? Look, look, there's even like a cloud just shooting out of the back. Like, he's... Like he's like rocket propelled <laughs> that's a that's pretty good um house of a thousand dolls uh which again is just some old is it what uh, we it's do another vincent price out? movie no that's next week no oh, it's that's next the week? week after yeah Damn it. um house of a thousand dolls is also vincent price um this is i think this is just a movie where like some lady gets raped Honestly, <laughs> like Not that's right. what the poster looks like. Like, there's Vincent Price, the greatest like, movie of the year. Yeah, like there's a woman in a bikini, and then there's another woman getting attacked by two men, and she clearly doesn't want to go with them.
0: Last House on the Left was rapey. Yeah. Wait till you see Vincent Price in what's it called? Uh, House, I, of House of a Thousand Dolls. Dolls.
2: So actually, a thousand women. Are, never mind. I don't. I don't even want to think about it. It sounds horrible <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. What I no. I was gonna say what I do want to see. You want to see this? No, you I, I, I this. don't want to see <laughs> this. Uh, Kung Fu. And titties comes out. That's a real name. That's a real name. I'm gonna fucking order that. (laughs) (laughs) Kung Fu and titties. How much is it? Kung 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 Fu ampersand titties. It's 1995 on Amazon. Comes out July 21st. Starting (laughs) (laughs) Balky. Balky? from in it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, um,
2: There's a guy. There's a guy in a gorilla costume, and he's got like Mm -hmm. a sexy lady with a hat on. Like maybe she flies a plane. (laughs) <laughs> so good for her. She's a she's an educated woman. Uh, there's a guy who's flying through the air and he can do kung fu, I guess, because he's got like a headband on. And then there's a there's an American Indian. That's um, oh, a white guy dressed as an Indian. <laughs> yeah, he's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> uh, he's got he's got some sandals on. <laughs> he bought. I'm that. asking how much it fucking costs. Uh, 1995. I already answered that question. That's a ripoff. That's a, um, yeah, don't buy that. And then, yeah, and then there's a. He's got a woman with him as but well. But the name, the name of the movie is literally "Kung Fu and Titties." The, the, yep. The name of the movie in big, racist, block Asian letters is "Kung Fu Ampersand Titties."
1: Behind the scenes, Ryan is ordering it right I know, now I'm on his iPad. Right now. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, I'm
2: looking up on IMDb to see if it's subtitled under something else the
1: <sighs> absurdest humor
6: at its finest <laughs> yep yeah
2: yeah from horrornerd.net so some horror fans saw this movie and thought well this isn't scary but How we never get quoted for like dvd abs- packaging uh because we don't watch kung fu and titties if we started seeing kung fu and titties before it came out we would be on box art that's all you have to do so if you're out there and you have a movie called kung fu and I just and want to
0: titties, say when you type in kung fu and titties on imdb it doesn't even pull up it's it <laughs> not real It doesn't know nope, the But
2: you yeah, actually have to hit enter Oh my goodness uh, It's
0: actually 2013 Well um, it's finally getting av- It's, it's long awaited so DVD five only point, So it has one point higher on it than League of Extraordinary Gentlemen See! See! Um, that means there's the one dude, One star uh, difference Kim Borg said, gave it a 9 out of 10 It says it's a fabulous American comedy
2: Fuck you, yeah. Kim. <laughs> Fuck you, Kim. Sorry.
0: Uh, I'm going to make sure it's rated R for nudity because I'm not going to get it if there's no it's tits called in it. It's Kung Fu and yeah. titties. But there's also like, uh, uh what's the old horror movie? It's like Witchcraft. It's like uh, Orgy of the Devil Woman. There's no nudity in it.
2: Well, I was going to say, if the movie's just called Witchcraft, that, yeah. Orgy of the Devil but Woman. Do you want me to describe what it is to you?
0: Yes. Desperately. Uh, oh, see, it's... The dude's name is titties. Richard's titties is an out-of-shape martial arts wannabe.
2: Come on!
0: Is shot into an alternate dimension after his girlfriend Cynthia is kidnapped. His captors are a group of titty-obsessed madmen led by Zephros, the master of supernatural realm. Zephros kidnaps women for the sole purpose of seeing their titties. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's interested
6: again.
5: And he's back. That's literally. I think this is based on Ryan's life, actually.
0: (laughs) Uh Richard joins up with his sister Rain Brown, a gorilla, and a gaggle of other strange characters in order to save his girlfriend. He must search inside, overcome his feudal martial arts skills, and find the kung fu with it, fighter within if he is ever to save himself and all those dwell in the alternate world. Uh,
2: to be clear, based on the on the poster, it's not a gorilla; it's a man in a gorilla suit. Yep. okay sorry i I have to check really fast just to see if there's a teaser trailer for this oh my god all right hold on everybody hold on here we go
4: in a world where one man must save one girl i mean two girls i mean a bunch of girls from an evil evil lord the chosen one has come after all these centuries
5: right on
4: if it's a fight he wants, a fight he shall have! What are you talking about? Starring Rain Brown. I'm an actress. John Molnar. My girlfriend is missing, and I'm probably going to die. Mike Marino. You're not even getting better. You're getting worse. Saragon Gone Fine, I'll show you my tits. Just don't do
2: that anymore.
4: <laughs> John Archer Lundgren as Zephros with Bronson Pinchot. Ah! And Bronson Pinchot. Ah. Yeah. You need
5: to fight sea Frost. I need to bring you to it.
4: Ugh. You
5: Americans are all the same.
4: You're like an armpit without hair. You're guaranteed to see titties in this movie. I will possess them! C. Frost is whacked, man. Yes, yeah, slow down, tough guy. You're an idiot! No, you're an idiot! You're an idiot! No, you're an idiot! S- Someone, come on, come on! If you don't see Kung Fu and Titties, there's something seriously wrong with you. Kung Fu and Titties. Making the world a better place. One titty at a time.
3: Uh 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 In text on the screen.
2: So there you go, Ryan. There will be boobs. I'm not going to spend 20
0: bucks on it. I hope I find it in a trash can.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Anyway... That's what's coming out, thankfully, on Blu-ray this week.
0: Uh, This week, we went and saw Marvel's tiniest hero, Ant-Man. Aw. Who should I pick on? Andrew, should people go see Ant-Man?
1: Yes, definitely. Turn off the podcast right
0: now. Go see the movie. Okay. Yeah, go see it. It's perfect. I love it. James, should people go see Ant-Man?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's still really fun brad should people go see Ant-Man
6: yeah it's got a good sense of humor and it's not the best Marvel movie but it's fun
0: yeah I thought this movie was tons of fun yeah I mean if I had to pick a heist movie to watch it'd be this one because
2: out of all heist movies ever why not Okay, sure You just say some bullshit That's not true But okay Which
0: one did you watch instead?
2: I don't know Like fucking Heat, Heat? or yeah. yeah, like You know what? Fucking Heat's overrated No, I'm just You're like, overrated This is the first one I thought of Like, this isn't the best heist movie Here, fine, fine Bank job
0: Heist I'm pandering to you I know, but I still think Ant-Man's a better movie
2: Alright um, But a better heist movie? Never mind. Never mind. Anyways,
0: Ant-Man's a sweet comic book heist movie Where a dude can talk to <laughs> ants And, uh Yeah, they did that in the movie <laughs> Which, <I> bet- <laughs> I, I, every time, uh, here's a trailer for Ant Man.
3: Yeah.
5: Imagine a soldier the size of an insect. The ultimate secret weapon. If you give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos.
4: So, how do we stop him? By
5: knowing I know a guy.
4: Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do
5: you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. Are you ready to become a hero?
4: Now, the suit has power. You have to learn how to control it.
5: And these are your greatest allies. You're kind of cute. Whoa.
4: When you're small, you have superhuman strength. you like a bullet. So you need to know how to punch.
5: You want to show me how to punch? Show me how to punch.
4: That's how you punch.
5: You tried to hide your suit from me. Now, it's gonna blow up in your face and destroy everyone you care about.
3: Scott, get out of there!
5: Did you think you could stop the future? You're just a thief!
4: No. I'm man
5: I know. It wasn't my
2: idea.
0: Every time I watch this, I was like, there's no way he's going to talk to ants. Like, how are they going to pull this off in a fucking movie? Oh,
2: they haven't talked to ants, that's how. Yeah. And
0: then he, it, they just it, do it. The whole movie is him talking to ants. Him or Michael Douglas. What like was that. the
6: name of the big one that got an- annihilated by a bullet? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh,
2: that was so sad. Anthony. Anthony, yeah. Oh, oh, to to see. oh spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, for, for the record, we are going to start spoiling this movie because there's some things I've, that we have to talk about. I guess about we should maybe. explain the movie first before we start talking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the movie, Paul Rudd plays Scott Lang, who is a master. Anthony. Thief. I just
6: got it.
3: Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> We'll let that breathe a little bit. <laughs>
1: Podcast over again. Podcast
3: over. That's into the, the movie. Granted,
6: I was like kind of nodding off because it was so late, but I, I was just like, "What a generic name for a character in the movie."
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Scott Lang is recruited by Hank Pym to be the Ant-Man, played by Michael Douglas, who's really great in the movie. And uh, yeah, and he needs them to steal the yellow jacket suit.
2: Well, the formula. So, so Hank Pym back in the '80s created the formula that makes you shrink, and the and figured out how to make let you do it with a person, like a, with a living being. And then he decided that Shield was dangerous and didn't want to give it to them. Yeah. Um, and some other Peggy things. Peggy Carter makes an appearance. Yep. Um, I loved
0: Agent Carter, by the way.
2: Yeah. Um, and then he, so he takes it away from them. Oh, and um, Tony Stark's dad is yeah. in there too. Howard Stark. Um, and uh anyway so then this guy ends up taking it and decides like oh no i'm gonna do this and so he builds the suit like he figures out how to shrink stuff but the important thing is figuring out how to shrink people um and and michael douglas has tried to hide it from everybody but does anyone else think michael douglas has a cool voice uh can we just can we just cut to the chase which is how fucking amazing is the first scene of this movie and young michael douglas yeah. Young oh young my everybody yeah yeah like young that I just kept staring at like every now and then it would just I'd be like, okay, it's definitely that they're doing it CG. But I, I honestly, I didn't yeah.
6: until that scene ended. I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, there's Michael Douglas. And then when he walked away, I was like, that's young Michael Douglas. <laughs> 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 what yeah. the hell?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like later in the movie, you're like, man, his old person makeup is really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was unbelievable. Yeah. It was so good. But the movie is really quick and
0: really fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Michael Pena's character in it. He's, Michael it's Pena's so good. always really good in movies. Yeah. Uh, I love when he's giving, just telling Scott about what is happening. He's like, so I was talking to my cousin, you know, and he's like, yo, I know this fat fly person in it. And the movie's so clever that he's talking at the same way. I, I don't know. I just love that.
2: Yeah.
6: That feels like, like an Edgar Wright. I was, right yeah, to I was just gonna
2: say, over. I wanna know that that was one from his script, <laughs> yeah. cause, well, it the cool feels thing like is he's characters. still given
0: writing credit and producers' credit on yeah. this. And story I mean, credit. Yeah, he and,
2: he and Joe Cornish are still the only yeah. people credited on the story. Which they should be.
0: And, as, I mean, they'd, Marvel didn't have to. I mean, they rewrote uh, it. But.
2: Uh, well, they rewrote the script, but the yeah. story is still credited to them. But, yeah. you know, it it is really interesting to see. I mean, he's still an executive producer on the movie. Yeah. Like, um, I would love to get a real break. I, honestly, what I would love is I would love a DVD commentary with Edgar Wright. That'd be cool. Right? Like, I'd love to hear him talk about, like, well, I was going to do it this way and whatever, just because I want to know. Like, there's this alternate universe where that movie is out there, and maybe it's shit. Like, there's nothing... I'm not saying that it would be better, because I really like this movie. It's just so curious,
0: you
1: know? So,
2: Andrew, why did you really like this film?
1: Everything. They pulled it off. Like, this was... Every time a new Marvel movie is about to come out, I'm always, like, questioning it and wondering, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the misstep? And... I think a lot of people thought Ant-Man was going to be a misstep and they pulled it off. They did exactly what they've done with every Marvel movie. They made it fun, endearing. Like it's pulled back from Marvel continuity just enough while still, I mean, it's pretty in your face, like Mm -hmm. with, with everything that they've been doing in, in the Marvel movies, like, you know, it's a Marvel movie, there's references and characters that have been in these other movies but it's really good at standing on its own, and mm. I think Marvel, like we were talking about earlier, I think Marvel's really good at that.
0: Did Did you guys get the Spider Man reference in it? it? Uh, is it the end, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Pena's
2: explaining. like they got guys who climb up the walls. I'm like yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do remember that. because uh, yeah, I do feel like um, even when they do f- fit that stuff into the story, it's it is for a purpose. Like when they go when Falcons in the movie, mm-hmm. maybe the scene is act- like extra long because you know, hey, we've got this this character that was here. a good fight scene but though. yeah like, it it, was it's really a cool enjoyable. Fight, it's a cool fight scene and his reason for going his reason for going is a farce like it's oh well we need this thing right but it actually has an important plot elements to mm-hmm. the rest of the movie where all of a sudden they're like wait a second there's this dangerous guy out there right you know um it plays a, uh, a purpose in the movie that you know i wasn't expecting a cameo to play. right
1: right yeah because you know they he was in a couple of the trailers for it yeah and it makes it seem like he's just going to like show up and be yeah. like, "Hey, you have powers by. now." Yeah, <laughs> but there's an actual reason that mm-hmm. they meet and fight, and yeah. it's done well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's I think the coolest part about this movie was all the transitions in the fight scenes. I, I love the ones at the end where they're escaping, and he kept on going big and small while he's fighting the dudes with the guns, and he's like running up guns and he'd get big and punch them. And mm-hmm. I think that's fucking badass. Yeah.
1: Um, I also think the the scene leading up to the Falcon, where you know he, it's got the best joke. and know you guys. I don't know if you missed it or not, but he sees Falcon come down. And he's like, "Hey, it's the Pelican," and he's like <laughs> genuinely excited that he's seeing this hero that exists in that. the world. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like super fast throwaway, but That's it's funny. amazing. And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm like in this hero world now, and I see this hero." And he's, it's like if we saw Captain America walking down the street, we'd just yeah. be like. Holy shit, that's Captain America right there. What the <laughs> hell is happening? Yeah. And they play that off really well yeah. he's not the typical hero right. in the movie. He has to become that. And well, I, I think that's say, really interesting. It's great
0: too. too because Paul Rudd you wouldn't think of as being a superhero. Right. I mean, he's always like the funny guy and um and I think he's really good in the movie and I think him rewriting the script to tailor his sensibilities as an actor I think mm-hmm. was a smart idea. Yeah. Because I, the one scene I point to that is total Paul Rudd is at the end, he's making out with Hope, and Michael Douglas opens the door and he says, "What's going on here?" He's like, "I don't know. She just started kissing me, man." <laughs> and, uh, look, I like you, but I don't like. And it's just really good at that moment. I'm like, right. "That's that's Paul Rudd to me." And,
2: I th- I thought you were gonna say the scene where, um, uh, Hope and Hank are finally like like Hank finally tells the story of what happens to the Wasp, and then he breaks in and is like, "Oh, I I just totally ruined the moment." Yeah. Me? That's that's a great part too. That felt like Paul Rudd. That That was an amazing scene, also. Yeah, visually that was so cool. Yeah, what they do to uh to Ant Man and the Wasp here, I'm totally cool with. Like it, okay. Like if he can't hit his wife, you still found a way to make him both an asshole and somebody I like, which is what I wanted. You know, well, yeah. like well, you.
0: I don't think you want him to hit his wife. <laughs> I don't want no. him to. <laughs> well, but that, that's been part of his
1: character yeah. arc. For yeah, I understand. Yeah, and yeah. they put that anger in him, which I think works Exa- really well. That's too. my point.
2: Yeah. I like the idea that he's not necessarily the best. Like in in all of, in this lineup of superheroes, we have one that's not really a great guy. Like he's not. Yeah, he's done superhero stuff and he's trying, yeah. but he's not that great. Um, and I I like that aspect to it. You know. Um, He's not it's not as bad as hey he hits his wife um cuz if you made that movie there needs to there needs to not be a villain in it like the villain is the yeah, fact the, like then you are the villain <laughs> the, yeah the villain is you hit your wife and we need to have a 2 hour movie where we all sit <laughs> and talk about why this isn't okay you know um but i i still i really like Cake pan in this movie yeah a lot. um
3: yeah no yeah, and
0: it's cool it, 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 i i always love that these marvel movies now are just being so legitimized because Michael Douglas is in a movie. I mean, you have all these actors that now want to be a part of it. It could be, you know, selfish reasons that they say, Oh, now I'll be in a movie that makes tons of money. Sure. But you also add weight to the, to the screen and,
2: Al you know, Pacino said he wants
1: to do one. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Everybody wants to do one, like yeah. because it's 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 like a John Travolta thing. Like I bet we see Michael Douglas in another movie again. Which, what has he done lately? Like,
1: well, Jason you know. Statham said he did not want to be in one.
2: Yeah, but Jason Statham makes some poor choices. <laughs> that is true. You know, there you go, Brian. Whatever. You used to say you used to say Jason Statham should never turn down a role.
5: I, I mean, a, he shouldn't. He did. I know. Now he's I'm turning you down.
2: Shouldn't. I don't know that he would get offered one because he's never turned down a role before. He's done a lot of dumb movies. Uh, his next that's movie is The Mechanic 2. It can't be that. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Point made. I the first Mechanic's not bad.
0: Mechanic is decent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The I, I just had fun watching the movie. You know, because that, that's the thing I think Marvel has over DC, and I mean, even Ben Affleck alluded to it in an interview. Is Marvel likes to have fun? DC seems like they don't want to have fun when they make movies. Uh, I don't know what character they could put to have fun in a movie. I don't know. Aquaman. Aquaman.
3: Mm. Uh, not they tried with like Green
6: Lantern. Oh, yeah, I guess they did. they
2: did. They tried it with Green Lantern, and that guy jumped ship and came to Marvel to make a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did. Uh, but yeah, it's
0: just it's interesting when you watch movies and that they're able to pull them off because you got the space opera in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now you have a heist movie in Ant Man.
6: Well, um,
2: I it's think fun. they they they've figured out how to just lean into the weird stuff, especially yeah. here because yeah, it's a movie where a guy gets small. His power is to get tiny, which doesn't sound like it's worth much, and then. He also can control ants because fuck it. So like, but they they lean into it well enough that you're like, okay. Like when they need to explain why he can control ants, it's just like, okay, you you put on this hearing aid and you can control ants. That's all you need to know. Yeah, you don't need to give Let's all of the. Let's start science. having ants in the movie. You but, know? I see, but I think what's cool
0: though is when I first saw Michael Douglas, I'm like, oh, he's old. He has a hearing aid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Sure.
0: And then you realize he communicates because he's listening to the ants. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Is I think people realize that uh, now it doesn't. People just want good stories, and they don't care about the, the comic book stuff's fun. But if you tell a good story, it doesn't matter if they can talk to ants. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's they're so concerned in like the early '90s and stuff that if you make comic book movies too comic booky, then people won't like them. But I think now they realize, oh, there's good stories. That's all people care about. Right. Yeah. That's all people. If you're care gonna
1: about. make a comic book movie, make a comic book movie. Exactly. Don't make. Something that's not don't get rid of those elements that that made it fun in the first place because yeah. then you get a terrible movie.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't make your villain into a cloud. Ugh. Nobody wants that Jesus. twice. But here, here, this is a this is a place where I feel like the villain here is you know the villain from the original Iron Man. Yeah. Like it's oh my it's god. The same... was, yeah, exactly. He yeah. does yeah.
6: that whole like I'm going to kill you now uh-huh. over and over again while they're fighting.
2: And it's not bad. I just don't care, like I think it's, it's lazy. Yes, but they are working so hard on the characters that I end up not feeling like I'm getting gypped. You know, like I don't, I don't end up like, oh, I don't. It's that the villain part of the story doesn't matter to me. Like he's, it's about him becoming a hero. That's what the part I care about, and what he has to overcome to do that isn't as, you know, I, I would love for the guy. I, villain I the guy was menacing. But, I mean, I, I like that still, actor a lot. He's still but, generic. Though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. He's not as good as Obadiah Stane, like that character just because the actor there is a whole, is of a higher caliber. Um but, you know. He's, but yeah, it's
1: it's the same story. I'm going to take your technology. I'm going to make this thing that you made and I'm going to use it for
2: I think he's cool. He's cool in the scenes like when he breaks into the house and has the conversation with Hank. Like his relationship with Hank is really neat. Um yeah. though I would say the same thing in Iron Man because Obadiah has yeah. this really close relationship with um with uh Tony. Tony, yeah. Uh, And the same thing is sort of true here. Only, only here he's more of a reflection of that too. It's
0: that's the Marvel thing is most of their villains are connected to the heroes in some way, right? um, Where the DC one's a little more unhinged.
2: Yeah, because the villain here is is a physical manifestation of the dark side of of Hank Pym, Mm -hmm. right? Like he's he's a more vicious version of honestly Hank's daughter because Hank's daughter feels a lot of the same things that the guy does, yeah. the only difference is that this guy is going to go make an evil suit that shoots lasers. um, And then he's going to, like, kill Scott's wife, or Scott's daughter, um, which is weird. But I like that
0: Ant-Man killed him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he made his, like, arm disappear. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. that's pretty brutal yeah.
1: at the end. Did it feel more like an adventure movie than an action movie to you guys?
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there I think- are not... I, I, I would argue that there are hardly even, like... There aren't action set pieces. No, really. it's
0: all
1: it's all adventuring yeah, and like exploring this new world and they, kind of yeah, finding your right. way in it. The closest
2: right. they get to an action set piece is is like um, the the train, right. which is pretty short. It's almost as long in the trailer as it is in the movie. Like they land, they they fight a little bit, and then the train falls over. Uh, yeah, and then whole, they move on to the next little bit. The
1: whole last battle seemed really. I wasn't expecting the movie to be over. Yeah, you know what I mean because they do yeah. like the first yeah. fight scene. And then he gets hauled away and he's like, No, I gotta go fight this guy. Yeah. And then you're right back to the fight and then the movie's over. Like it's it's good pacing, but I wasn't expecting it. Because a lot of the times, you know, you get that initial fight scene yeah. and then there's another twenty minutes to half an hour.
2: Yeah. It's like it's and more, then the final fight scene. It's more about catching the villain than it is about fighting right, the villain. Right. You mm-hmm. know? Whereas with like with a with a Hulk movie, you're you, you need the payoff of I need two big powerful guys to fight These guys just get small. Like their their power is they get small. Um, So all they can do is get small and punch each other. So at a certain point, you're like, okay, punch each other a few times, and then we got to figure out how to like defeat him. Um, So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I had fun. I had tons of fun watching this movie,
0: and it's really great in 3D. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, because the shots they do. I mean, the part where he (laughs) I was talking about, he runs up on the gun and starts running towards him. Like the gun, the way it's shot is. Like coming out of the screen, oh, so cool. as Ant Man's running across, it, he's like running away from me. It looks really good. That's really cool. Good. It's,
2: yeah. Well, good. Good thing they had enough time to convert it. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, Evangeline Lilly's really good. Yeah, like she's it. she's
0: really good. She's really
2: good. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, the
0: scene you're talking about when you know Hank finally tells her what happened to her mom mm-hmm. is like so heartbreaking. And then you know I was thinking the same thing, and she said it. Why didn't you tell me this sooner? Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. I love
0: that. And then his ex- the scene almost feels awkward. Yeah, and his excuses, shit, but. Yeah, but you understand his excuse. Because right? not a great guy. Yeah, I mean you understand his excuse. <laughs> yeah, but it's still you're like, dude, just tell her. Yeah, and and it's his fault. His daughter doesn't like him. Yeah, and I think he realized that at that it's moment. His fault that his wife doesn't like him. Yeah, because I mean, he hits her. <laughs>
3: I really as like as
2: Goliath this, or Ant Man.
1: Uh, I like that they closed out, not closed out, but they they stopped her arc. Also, because at the end, like mm-hmm. yeah. after the credits, all she wanted to do was become a hero. All she wants to do yep. is become the Ant Man, and he makes her the Wasp suit. And yeah. him presenting that to her, it's like, okay, now we're good. Now everything's okay, and now we can move on from that story. Like she yeah. doesn't yep. have to be mad at him about. Yeah, she, you know what I mean. Yeah, because like, if that carried more, over, it's yeah. like we got it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah we, we understand. You,
0: you did that already, so I think and now that she that's turn really to the cool. wasp and Fly to his ear and expand and make his head
2: explode. <laughs> <laughs> soft. <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting because going into this, honestly, I had this opinion of like, you know, it's good that they're going to get the Ant-Man into these other movies. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Like, are they even going to make another one of these? Like, could they make another one? And then when it ended, I was like, okay, yeah. Like I want to see a movie with the wasp. I, I want to see a movie where like in the second one, he needs to figure out how to get big so that then he can also be giant man. Like, which they
1: did, I mean, they, they did that. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, he switches out the thing and then he grows back to
0: normal size.
3: And, right.
2: Yeah. They, they allude to the fact that yeah, he can Right. Yeah. I'd love to he so in the next tell movie, Hank he how he did him. it.
0: I'm like, oh, he's not going to tell him so he doesn't obsess about getting his wife back.
2: Do you think that's why? Yeah. You think, you, you think he remembers and not that and, and is lying? Yeah. Hmm. I think so.
0: I, I was like watching his character, his little face and stuff. I think he remembers.
2: Interesting. I like that you said his little face because he's a like, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, they have Captain America shows up. Yeah. I love Chris Evans now. I always liked him, but I love his Captain America. Uh-huh.
2: What did the
0: Winter Soldier do? What, yeah. what did he do? They have his arm trapped in a vice. Yeah, I know, but
1: that was that was a little weird. Like yeah? I like where they're going with it, but I was just it's, uh, it's, they're well,
2: saying it's up really Civil just to, War, I guess. Yeah, it's really just to say like, hey, we caught him, and we need the Ant Man to go in and fix his arm because we need him to help us.
1: Well, that was all actually filmed for Civil War, apparently, and then oh. they went through all the Civil War footage, and they were like, hey, can we put this clip at the end of Ant Man? Oh, oh cool. so that scene is going to be in the movie. Probably not now, but originally it oh, was okay. going to be.
2: Well, does or, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, because like the um, is Ant Man in yeah. Civil Yes, ones? yeah. Okay. Everyone is in Civil War. Everyone, like, okay. like literally all of them. I
1: think even Ross, Thunderbolt Ross <laughs> from. Oh, Hulk. that's to right, bring yeah. it back. Yeah, that movie's gonna be awesome.
0: How's that movie not gonna be five hours long? Oh. It should be.
2: They should <laughs> make that movie. Five, I'd be fine with that.
0: <laughs> I, I'd be down.
2: Yeah,
6: first five hour. Hollywood movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I just can't wait to see Spider-Man. It should have cannot an, wait. It should have an intermission.
6: That'll never happen. They'll just make it part one and part two, which is oh. what Infinity War is. It's a five-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're splitting up.
2: Well, but Infinity War, I could, I could see that being split into really being two movies. Like, you could have one on Earth and one cosmic, or vice versa. Like, I could see that actually being split well. But... Civil War, like, just give me five hours. It's give so me a, give me a, an intermission where, like, you play ten minutes of cartoons <laughs> while I go to the bathroom. Like, I'm down. I got time, man. What's
0: so cool is you think about that they plan these movies so far in advance, but they still have so much story to tell to get to Infinity War.
2: Yeah. You're like, oh, that's only four years away. Well, but honestly, like, well, I guess Guardians of the Galaxy will tie into it, but mm-hmm. what other movies are that they're uh, making? Captain Marvel will. Oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. So those two. But, but Captain Marvel is going to be mostly, like, They've got to set up that character. Mm-hmm. So as far as setting up Thanos, like the first Infinity War movie is going to have to be really explaining who that character is because most people don't know who he is. Like they haven't, He's some big blue guy, but they don't really understand any story there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be
0: interesting. I, I, I want to see where they go after Civil War too because mm-hmm. to me it seems like Phase 2 should end at Civil War, not right. start at Phase 3. Well, if, but, if,
1: Well, I'm wondering if Civil War is going to stretch all throughout phase three then oh it might you know what i mean just kind of have that rift like what i always thought would be super interesting is you have these two different teams of avengers you know what i mean and then in infinity war you have to bring everybody back together and that's kind of where everybody puts their differences aside then you because you have to fight thanos like you have you can't have all your heroes being separate does that's that a, make sense? I love that idea. I think that's what they should do with it. Now, as to whether so then in this will. one,
2: you just have him, he's, he's, he catches Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. he fights Crossbones, there's this thing going on, so he argues with Tony Stark. Yes. He doesn't die, he, exactly. just, he just beats Crossbones, exactly. and whatever the, whatever the sort of plot of the movie is. But it sets up that division. Yeah, and I like that a lot. Up.
1: Because then you have, you know, what, six movies?
2: Well, but because you also, a lot of the movies are set that they're doing after that, Setting up for like Guardians of the Galaxy will have right. nothing to do with Civil War. Black Panther is going to have to set up Black Panther. Right. Captain America's got to set up Black Panther or uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, um, same thing for uh, Strange, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Um, so you could I'm filming that right now. I can't yeah, like that. you could That's you could so pay weird. homage to Civil War, but it's not going to be overbearing. Right. So you could let that sit and spin right. until the beginning of Infinity War, where. Like all, everything has really gone to shit, and all the villains, all the superheroes hate each other. And then and they the have Infinity to come Wars together. And then they have shaking to, hands. Yeah, they all have oh, to come back together. It to be because like because it starts with Tony, with with Cap getting shot in the head, and you're like, oh my gosh, like how do we come back from this? Mm. And then they all have to join together to fight Thanos.
1: I think that would be the best way to do it. Yeah. Oh I don't think I don't think you can kill Captain America in Civil War. Kevin Feige,
0: give us a call. We've got JJ's yeah. email address. Yes, we sure do. So the, yeah. thanks for listening. Yeah, um, Andrew, what else do you like besides comic books? That's all I like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like anything else.
0: <laughs> all right, I was going to give a chance to be really deep there, but and World Pokemon, World Game. Peace. Pokemon games, oh, Pokemon games, yeah.
1: Oh, oh, and Legos. Have oh, you Lego. seen the Lego Ant Man set? It's probably no. the best Lego set ever. Really? The is smaller uh-huh. than normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> did, oh, yeah,
2: because they... You build, build,
1: cause... you build big Lego bricks out of Legos. What? Yeah. And Ant-Man is, you know, he's supposed to be miniature, so you build oh. a big ant for him to ride on.
2: No it's shit! It's
1: the best set ever. I'm going to
2: Toys R Us after we leave. Best
1: set.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness. That sounds cool. Oh. And you
1: build giant screws I just, to launch.
2: I just... No way. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the best I just set. assumed that it was going to be, because for the, uh, for the... Um, not, i want to say aircraft carrier um you know the marvel the, Should, uh, the helicarrier the helicarrier for the helicarrier they actually invented mini minifigs so so that that thing could be to, to scale they have little minifigs that the the base of the figure is the size of one the uh, one notch you know and then it's just like a little it, lo- it looks like a tiny uh oscar you mm-hmm. know And some of them are painted to look like Iron Man and stuff like that. So I thought you were gonna say like, "Oh no, you just get like you get a regular size minifig and then one of those for Ant Man, so that he can shrink." You build it in scale with him. Oh my goodness, that's so cool! It's like twenty five bucks too. It's the best. That's so neat.
0: Andrew, thanks for coming on the show after four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see if we do it again. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Make sure you see Andrew at Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. If you get a hold slot, twenty percent off all your stuff in the hold slot, and their back issues are half off. And he'll also help you find comics. And he's a really nice guy. So make sure you say hi to him. Yeah. Next week we see Pixels. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even. Realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720 nerds 5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover, and also Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies.
3: You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.